Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Woo, it has been a year. I can't even believe this whole best bits is happening right now. I feel like I was just in a twilight zone. I don't even know what happened in 2021. And until I started to put together this best bits of the year, not of the week, of the year to share with y'all and Gosh, I can't even believe so many of these things happened. And I'm bringing on a special guest with me because we have to talk about the year. I mean, I'm I'm blown away that we are sitting here even talking about an entire year right now. Eddie. Morgan. Welcome. I am at the age where I don't even know what happened this year. Like, I don't – this year – feels like last year and the year before that. I mean, I, I, I we were talking the other day about, like, COVID, and I literally thought that that was this year. I did the same thing you did because you did that. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I know yes. that that was two years ago or a year before last, and it just seems like it never really fixed itself. So we're still bleeding into this year, and we are, but it just, I don't know. I feel I felt like we were all in quarantine this year. Well, I just feel like the last two years have just been like, I'm living deja vu over and over yeah. again. And the fact that I'm about to be riding 2022 blows my mind. I'm like, I I literally was just writing 2019 not too long Are ago. Are you like me where you, you ha- it takes you a couple months to get used to all that? Yes. Like, it's hard for me to remember th- what year it is. Especially after these two years. I don't yeah. even know what day it is lately. Yeah. So, it, and that's why I brought you on for this podcast because I thought it would be amazing for us to, the, the whole point of this weekend's podcast, I normally do best bits, which is of the week, but this one is the best bits of the year and- we have to relive everything that happened this year because a lot of it had to do with you. Uh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure you remember because two of them okay. are really awesome. Okay, good. So we're just going to get started, okay? All right. Here we go. Coming in hot at number seven, we couldn't forget it because this was quite the drama on the show. Abby got a random text. It was a firefighter, supposedly. This left us with content for days. And so I would say we could talk about it, but we've done all the talking about it this this segment has been totally juiced out as much as it possibly could be. 
So, Eddie, there's not going to be much talking. Right. Here. But but even going into the end of this year, uh, I still believe that he's still trying. Is that right? He was. But listen, I'll, I'll tell you something, and I don't know if I should, but I got her to block him. What? Good for you. Good for you for helping her because she needs that. Mm-hmm. Well, and, it, and it has nothing. It's nothing against her, uh, Abby's character. It's just that Abby is such a sweet person. She doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And I think that if you hadn't done that and helped her with that, this could be going. This could still be going on for She's years and years. She's such a kind human. Yes. And I was like, at some point, Abby, you will have to get hard. It's and, not fun, but yes. you'll have to. And I felt bad during this whole thing too, like talking about the guy or whatever. But it was so much. It was like fish in a barrel. Mm-hmm. Everything that this guy did was like laughable. It was all great content for us to talk about because it was but something that like we'd never heard of. Eddie, that is exactly why I also still stick to my theory that he listens to the show. Absolutely. I'm like, with you. I, ever since when we were trying to figure all this out, yes, as soon as you said that, and I was already leaning towards, I mean, again, I'm a benefit of the doubt kind of thing. Guy first, you know, like, okay, maybe it's a... F- Maybe it could be true love. Maybe it could be a coincidence. But when you finally said that, I'm like, yes, there's, it's a no-brainer. Like, let's be real about it. Yep. You were absolutely right. There, I have learned one thing that I had to – I am not a cynical person. I never have been. We've had these conversations. Yes, lots and I'm of like, them. Eddie, you're cynical sometimes because yeah. and, 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 I'm very optimistic. Yeah. I had to learn to be cynical sometimes. And when it comes to dating and the dating realm and anything that is about it, there are no coincidences. Right. If you feel something in your gut, it is right. Every time. Yeah. There's not a time that it won't be. I felt this in my gut. I know Abby felt things in her gut. And I'm like, you have to trust that. You can't just disregard instincts when when your heart is on the line. And I had to learn that a long, hard way. You're maturing, Morgan. You are. Yes. Because it comes with time. It just comes with living and, and making mistakes and making mistakes over and over again until you finally realize, like, all right, I need to be smart about this. And that's so cool. It's so cool that you're there. It's kind of this realization that, you know, as a kid, too, you always meet these, like, when you're you're genuinely a kid and you're running around and you meet these old people and they're, like, very cynical about the world, right? And you're just like, why? Why do you hate everything? And you're young and you're you're fresh and you, you don't get it. Yeah. And as I'm continuing to get older each year, I'm like, I get it. As you and I think you really helped me remind myself that there still is good in the world. You know, it's easy yeah. to be one hundred percent cynical, and I don't think that's very healthy. Yeah, and I don't think there's a lot of people like that. They're right. they're just getting there. It's almost like when you hear something and you at the very beginning, the first time you hear something, you're like, oh, mm, oh no, <laughs> this is real or not? Like you're cynical at first, but you do have to have room in your heart to understand and realize that there is still good in the world. And people still do good things. And in a, a situation like Abby's still could be possible. But as we yes. kept hearing the story go on and on mm-hmm. and on, you were right. I mean, I'm, I'm with you 100%. There's no way that this was magical. This was all planned. And I don't, you know, I don't know that we're ever going to get that answer. I don't know that he right. will ever confess anything or hey, if anything will happen. We know. Yes. We but know. Trust me, my gut in every way feels it. That's and right. I, my gut is such a funny word because I feel like it's like this huge <laughs> it's not stomach. Your actual belly. I know. But that's how it makes <laughs> me feel when I say it. I'm like, my gut. Right. Um, but I do, like in every part of it. So I, and I don't want to feel that way. I wish I didn't have to. I know. I wish I, I wish I didn't feel that way about this either. Like, I really wish I didn't. But 
Unfortunately, I'm with you. I do. My gut feels the same thing. I know. And you guys are about to hear, you know, we'll piece some of it together. Maybe it'll be kind of the final update. I'm not sure what entirely you will hear in this moment, but I'm going to tell you. It is the firefighter situation. And there was (laughs) drama. There was close to tears. There was almost love. I mean, it was like a rom-com in the making in our studio. What a great bit. Somebody should make a movie out of it. An honest bit that just came to the show naturally. Like, it's just, you can't, you couldn't ask for anything better. Well, and and you know what? To Abby's credit, I credit her because she did, um, she, she allowed it to happen, which created the bit, right? Whereas when it's happened to me, I just shut him down. I'm like, bye. (laughs) Not going to happen. Eddie, I still get, especially after that segment, I got a lot of random text messages. Don't, still can't figure out where the heck. People are finding my number because oh, I've start- deleted Now it. you're starting to get these random text messages? Yes. What are they saying? Like what? Um, well, two of them were asking for feet pictures. What the hell? I'm telling you, there's something going on with what? my feet in the internet. What? Have yeah. you ever posted your feet on the internet? I mean, in Instagram, unintentionally, not like, hey, here's my feet. Weird. But like if I'm standing and I'm barefoot, yeah. Weird. But then you're like zooming in on my feet. What is happening? So I got two messages asking for feet pictures. And you sent them the feet pictures? No. I <laughs> Listen, <laughs> no. if I ever d- choose to send feet pictures, you bet I'm going to get paid for that. Yeah. I am not spending that for ooh. nothing. How much? At this point, like a thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. You heard it. If you have a thousand dollars and you want to see Morgan number two's feet, there you go. Yeah. Send it her way. I'll, I'll, I'll put up with a thousand dollars. That's funny. And then the other one was somebody trying to hit on me. And I'm like, I am not doing this today. Mm. And I just straight up blocked it. I was like, I'm out. But was it respond. just a bad day, though? Because if it was a good day, would you have? No. Oh, okay. All right. I want to entertain anything. Right. I, mean, right. it, I mean, listen, from from scammers to yeah. people that are not okay, like, I do not know what's on the other side of that phone. That's right. And so I don't even tolerate it. So that's where I commend Abby because she tolerated it. And she was like, you know, she was so sweet and how it all went down. And for her, I think that's great. I could have never done it. Yeah, Like I I genuinely would have blocked this dude right away. I'd have been like, I'm out. Yeah. So for her sake, that is the reason this is on the best bits because (laughs) she she did. She tolerated it. She, She created this awesome segment that wasn't supposed to happen. And we talked about it for several weeks. So, of course, it had to make this best bits of the year. And right now you can hear that in case you missed any of it this past year. Number seven. I do want to go through some Abby stuff real quick. Abby, are you ready? Are you standing by? I'm ready. Ready as I'm going to be. Quick recap. A couple weeks ago, Abby said, hey, this guy accidentally texted me a picture. He said, oops, I didn't know that was your number. I meant to text my fire chief. And he's like a good looking guy and a fireman. Cost... Suit, Suit, whatever. What is it? A uniform? Uh, yeah, there you go. Uniform. <laughs> uniform. And so then Abby's like, wow, you're cute. Let's start talking. And we're like, watch out, Abby. It could be a scam. And then he goes, it's not a scam. I meant to send this to my fire chief. And then he lists his fire. He shows Abby his fire chief's number. Well, we call his fire chief. That wasn't a fire chief. So we look him up on Instagram. We can all see his Instagram page. Some For some reason, Abby can't. He's blocked her. And we're like, Abby, this is not good. Run. Walk. Run. Whatever it takes. Get away. But she's still texting him. I'm like, how was your day, boo-boo? Oh, my gosh. I never said boo-boo. <laughs> yeah. Felt like what do you have for dinner? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know that he's a bad, bad dude. No. But I know that it doesn't seem like he's on the up and up. Morgan's theory was he found her number, acted like he didn't know who she was, knew her from the show, and then tried to have a relationship. 
establish some communication. And if that's the case, he had, did have a chance to admit it. And he didn't, right? Yeah, that's what we were waiting for. And Abby, he no, didn't. he never did. No, he's and, never admitted. And leading up to when she got that text, like that week or the week before, we had been doing a segment on Abby being single uh-huh. and trying to find her somebody and Lunchbox, you know, catfishing her in a way. And so I don't know if maybe that planted the seed in this guy's head is like, oh, maybe I can sneak my way into her text messages. And you FaceTimed him. He's a real person. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, he's real. Like, that's the whole thing. And I mean, yeah, to Amy's point, like, I was thinking this whole time, oh, could this be Lunchbox? Is he up to this? That's why I even brought it to the show. And then it turns into, I don't think it's Lunchbox. Mike D has told me, Mike D monitors our email account. He said that we've got more emails about this than anything in years. People just having opinions. Mm. Or people going, here's a question, Abby. Has Abby FaceTimed the firefighter from home or was he only at the station? The first time he was in his car. In okay. a parking lot. So, yeah, I've never had from home because I only have twice. So he wasn't home. The question is, will he FaceTime at home? Thanks, Whitney. Yeah, you, I haven't. we didn't even talk about that. It, you know, Is that an eyebrow raiser to you? Like, hmm. I guess. He was running errands. So I, you know, I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. But here's, looking back. Here's another one. This says, not a scam, but he's hiding something. A similar thing happened to me with a firefighter. I live outside of Wichita, Kansas. About six months ago, this very thing happened to me on Instagram. I mean, exact. I lived in Wichita. Firefighter. Actually thought I was someone he went to school with. Never wanted to meet me in person. The only time he would talk was when he was at work at his firehouse. Was always (laughs) willing to give out numbers to those he works with, but the numbers were always wrong. Come to find out he was on Tinder, Hinge, POF. I don't know what that is. Plenty of fish. Okay, oh, Amy. Okay. Wow. Knew that a little that was too quick. quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just put it together. Uh, she said, way too similar. Just wonder if it's the same guy. I would say block and abort mission for sure. Okay. Oh, that's wild. Here's another one. It says FaceTime can still be a scam. So relating to Abby Saga, there are a ton of men out there scamming and saying they're from cities in the U.S., but clearly they are not. And yes, they FaceTime you as part of the scam. And change... Uh, they wrote a typo here. And change you should number afterwards or get another phone. Oh, that changed your number. Okay. If he's for real, he would not have blocked his Instagram. But it's fun to bust those dummies. <laughs> I do love all the updates. Sign Wendy. And then finally, are we sure he's still single? The fireman, are we sure the guy is single? Blocking someone on social media doesn't allow Abby to comment on a post Ooh. that mm, no. someone would see. Possibly raising questions as to why this woman, Abby, is commenting Abby should casually... I don't want to mention this, because you could say something and then... uh, You're not going to... No. Are you still talking to him, so can I read this final sentence, what they say to you? Yeah, you can read it. Abby should casually mention that her work is sending her to where he lives next month to see his reaction. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's scary. Would you bet he's listening to this right now? I don't think right now, but I think he's going to right after. Yeah. He's at work, What would you like to say to him? Oh, man. Well, just like looking back, what's crazy to me is... How supposedly you say it was an accident, but how come you were so like open to sharing sharing your whole life with me? You know, like for it, me being a complete stranger to you, you sure told me a lot about yourself and your family and everything. So it's like, and you knew I was on the radio too. How? How did he know? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that was after the FaceTime, and he knew I'm in radio. Mm-hmm. And he and after even after listening back and know after the whole deal where he listened back to all the shows, he still continued to tell me personal things about his family, you know. And I'm like, I didn't really tell him that much about mine. Does it I'm make like, you sad? Does it make me sad? Does this make you sad? 
I mean, it's too exhausting at this point. Like, I'm like, okay, there's just too many red flags. And I also realized that he was like distracting me with things like the tour, you know, like of the firehouse and kind of avoiding some things because obviously that got my attention was the fire station. But then I'm over here ignoring the major red flags. So here's what I'll say and then I'll move on and we'll only accept updates if any are needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot of friends in, in, in places, low and high, actually. There was a background check done. Oh, oh gosh. Do you know about it? I knew there was one kind of being done, but I don't know many of the findings. Yeah, I'm I would just scared. I would just chill. That's what I'll tell you. Just chill. Just chill and don't talk. Just oh, okay. stay away. Okay. Like sketchy. There's some sketchy stuff going no, on. No, I'm not going to say that. Okay. I'm not going to say sketchy stuff at all. But I would just say if I were you and I were single and I were a young, what are you, 31, mm-hmm. 32, I. I probably would just go, hey, you know what? This isn't for me. The situation, how it's all come together and how I feel about it, it's probably not for me. Right. Okay. What I've learned is he is a real person, but I don't think I'm ever going to have the answer He is for a real, real. You're right. He's, He's a real person. Real. He's very real. Okay. But I don't think I'm going to have the answers of how he found me. Correct. And, that's, and you know what? That's okay. I told mm-hmm. you guys I have to get a new phone because people call me now and just go, F you, and my phone because somehow they got my number. That's crazy. Why don't they send me fireman pictures? I'd rather have that. <laughs> then people just screaming, F you, I hope you die. Mm-hmm. Or they all get all kinds of stuff. It says no caller ID, and I'm going, okay, who is this? Because sometimes work calls will come from no caller ID from different places. And I'm like, hello? You know, here. Like someone's driving in a car, you know that wind? This is Bobby. And I'm like, Oh, boy, this is going to go one or two ways. I'm about to get a job offer in my dreams, or I'm about to be told F you. <laughs> That's quite the difference. And I go, and so I go like this. I go, huh? And they'll go, hey, you suck. Your show sucks. I hope you die. F you. Click. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, oh, man. And those happen a lot more than job offers. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> so after like 20 years, I have to change my phone number. And then I get to decide what people I get to I get to give the new number. Oh, that's always fun. That's always a tricky situation. <laughs> so Abby, I would just say we did a background check. There's nothing that would say you're in danger or anything like that mm-hmm. at all. Zero. Probably a fine Good. guy. But I would just say, as you being who you are, I would just chill. I mean, emotional yeah. danger, maybe. It, the whole thing's emotionally damaging yeah, now. Anyway, that's, I know. At this point, I just feel bad for. Abby and yeah I think just distance yourself from the whole thing and let's act like it never happened unless yeah. he text you then update us but other than okay. that stay away <laughs> and that's the thing all the messages I've gotten from listeners too that can relate um, I mean like I think people like myself that have pure intentions we don't think that someone's gonna do that you know mm-hmm. we're like why would they do that to someone like me so, same I'm like why would somebody know. call me on the phone yell F you yeah, like, I exactly. just want pure intentions like how's your day going <laughs> would you yes. like a job you know uh, hang in there, Abby, okay? Okay, well, thank you all for your help. I, you know, I appreciate it. Hey, case closed. Done. Let's go. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, and catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Drama, drama, drama is what I would say was 2021 for us in a lot of ways. Lots of drama. You know why? Why? The creator of Diamond State Park. Oh, my gosh. Anything with Lunchbox is going to create drama. (laughs) And, of course, Abby's in this one, too. I know, which which is also my favorite, though, because, like, listen, it's like a reality show. Drama is my favorite to watch and not be involved in. Oh, yeah. Isn't that cool to sit in our seats and, like, just watch it all go down? I think if you go back and listen to all this, I don't say very much. During all these segments, and you don't either. Yeah, no. Because we're literally sitting back with popcorn, watching it yeah, all go we're down. Like, we're the meme. Yeah. Isn't that Michael Jackson in the meme? We're the Michael Jackson yes, popcorn meme. Yes. The, you know, yeah, I thriller. just. Uh, there were so many segments, and and we have more to count down. But there was a lot of segments of drama this year, and I say this lightly. But what was your favorite drama-filled moment of the year? Hmm. A, a particular one for mine was when was the whole Ray debacle at Mike D's wedding getting blasted. Gosh, that was great. Great drama. I mean, I think just I, I, honestly, I think the diamond might be my favorite because <laughs> because that I don't even want to say I, I'm about to call her a bad name because she got us all. She did. She, well, all of y'all. She you in, knew towards the end. Not not all of it. I, at first she had me and then she told me. She looked me straight in the eyes and told her that the told me that those diamonds were real. Am I giving away the bit? No. Okay. I, listen, this is the best of the year. Okay. There's no spoilers. If you haven't listened, then that's on you. Okay, yeah, that's on you then. I mean, she looked me straight in the eye and said, Yeah, Eddie. She even looked and said, Eddie, these are real. 
And I'm like, and I believed her. And I was like, wow, okay, this is so cool. I'm so happy for you. You're going to make a lot of money. And this is going to be piss. It's going to piss Lunchbox off. And I'm going to love it. And then when this happened, I was like, you like, I was so mad at her for <laughs> well, you literally still did get half of that. Right. Cause you said it would piss off lunchbox and she still did. Well, she did. And she pissed me off too. And everyone else she <laughs> lied to, but yeah, I think that was probably the best drama bit of the year. Yeah, it was. Well, and I, I do think we've uh, seen some tension start getting created between lunchbox and oh, Abby since that. He says like, I don't have anything against Abby. I think he really does. Like I honestly, well, see one thing about lunchbox is he hates when he doesn't get all the attention. And this bit was about him. This bit about going to the diamond, the crater of Diamond State Park was about him to find himself a diamond and make the news, get rich and all, whatever, et cetera, make all et cetera. Of his dreams come true. Yes. And the way it played out, it had nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. It had all to do with Abby and he hated it. And to me, that's the best. Well, and you know, I think it's funny that you mentioned that too, because when we were at the Christmas company party and there was drama mm-hmm. from that. <laughs> there was dra- of course lunchbox drama lunchbox and abby mm-hmm. were both there it was funny because we were talking about this is when i got her to to block the firefighter thing situation and at one moment she admits that she likes attention and i was like hmm, that's why this is kind of interesting why you and lunchbox don't they really both get like on. the attention <laughs> That's funny. They're both fighting for it. Interesting. Which I mean, listen. At, at any point in time, for anybody, we are all um, we all have a point where we want attention, right? That everybody has it. It's just different levels. Yeah. And I think for them, there's a similar the the level of attention that they would like. Do they? Because I know Lunchbox thirsts attention. Mm-hmm. Like he craves attention. He needs it. It's almost like his his food. It's his energy. Like oh. The, the more attention he gets, monster. yes, the more attention he gets, the louder he gets, mm-hmm. the more, the more uh, opinions he has. If he doesn't get any attention, he's pretty quiet for the most part. Yeah. Even like just in the studio or outside of the studio when we talk to him, he's pretty quiet. But if I say, hey, everyone, look at Lunchbox, he'll be like, hey, what's up? Hey, I'm crazy, blah, blah, blah. So I wonder, because I've never seen Abby like that. Yeah, and I don't I don't think she reacts the same way, but okay. that that could also come with age, right? Like mm-hmm. as Lunchbox has gotten older, it's gotten increasingly higher. Yeah. But I don't think it's that way in Abby. I think she loves fun attention. Abby is just this kind of fun human. Yeah. And I think she like her and I are similar in that way. We like the idea of like fun attention. Yeah. Not negative and not because because lunchbox will take any attention. Anything. The it good, can be the bad. negative, positive, it right. can be down the middle. Abby and I are similar in that way in that we like good attention. Like it's fun when people are feeding like you're feeding off of each other. It's this good vibrant energy, which would make sense why she wanted to be a singer. Because as an artist, yes. which you can attest to, when you're on stage, you're feeding off people's energy. You like good yeah. energy. So I would think she's in that way likes attention. But, you know, sometime we may just have to figure out from her what's where that came from. I know. I feel weird talking about her without her, like, being here and being able to talk. But it, but we're just literally saying everything that we think about Abby, like, or feel about Abby. But I feel with her, like, I never got the attention vibe from her. And I'm learning as we go that she, and by you saying this, like, she does like mm-hmm. the attention. Well, and, and you know what? I'll even I'll even say for, on, on behalf of Abby, she had also had a few drinks in. So, yeah. It, it could have been the alcohol talking. I'm not sure. How dangerous is it, though, as a single person who really loves attention, 
but is living in a world where dating is just so hard. Like it's so different. Mm -hmm. There's dating apps. There's not a lot of like just organic, like meeting people, which it happens, but just not like that was our only option back in the day. Yeah. That was really our only option to meet someone through a friend or be at the same bar, hit on them and like, oh, cool. That worked out. We have movies in common, blah, blah. Let's go on a date. That's not the case anymore. Like now there's so many different ways, but if you really crave attention, and your only way to do it is by going on dates. That's tough, isn't it? Yeah. When I, I think the the hard part for my generation, the younger side of this, is that we did we grew up and that was kind of our only way of dating. In college, we didn't quite hit it yet, but in our young adult life, that's been the only way it happened. And so I think all of us are going to be similar like Abby and myself and crave attention in ways because social media, dating apps, and the internet in general have allowed people to see that there are endless options. And so you want to crave attention because you're just trying to get attention from one person. And it's so hard to get attention from one person because they think they have all these options out there. Yeah. So you're trying to get give enough attention to yourself that it's like you're, you're always auditioning. Yes. It's never a one-on-one mm-hmm. -on -one competition. It's never like a I'm going to get right in front of their face. And if they like me, they like me. And if they don't, they don't. You are always mm -hmm. thinking like they're looking at all these other girls too. It's like you walking into a room. It's like the bachelor. Yep. It's like the bachelor, bachelor. Everyday life. Jeez, that sucks. It really, well, and that it, it really is because it's just Instagram and that, that layer of social media has added such a difference to things. Yeah. Internet did that in general. When you could start seeing other people, you started experiencing life a lot differently. But like social media and dating apps have shown you have an endless array of people who are in the same position as you and you can likely find one of them on there that will do what you want. And most of the time it's not anything serious, right? Mm. That's problem with dating apps. And so I think our generation in general attracts attention because we're just trying to get somebody's attention. Yeah. It's almost like we need attention because we're not getting it. Yeah. Damn, this is some like deep, deep therapy stuff. Yeah. You don't even think about it. I mean, I've thought I've thought about that a lot because I, I think dating is so hard for people. And I and I've always I always have conversations with my girlfriends, with with everybody in my life. There's always this constant conversation about the dating world, even with, you know, like you, you're married, but like yeah. it's still a conversation because it's such a and, and I, I say it lightly a topic of pop culture, but it is. There's so many memes and stuff about dating out there that the dating realm as it is right now is a pop culture moment. Yeah. And so we just have so many conversations about it and that has come up before and that I think we are um, not getting the attention we want in the ways that we used to because it, it, you guys would used to like go out in public and you could talk to him and you'd be like, oh, I just got attention. A guy just hit on me and you're like, oh, that feels good. Mm -hmm. But then... Now, dating apps and social media to stop people from interacting as much in person. I'm not going to say it's never happened. I've experienced that. It has. But now we're like, oh, that's creepy. It's just changed our way of thinking. And so the attention we need is just different than it used to be. And yeah. I think it's it's changed our personalities in that way. So I don't think there is a single person around Abby and my age that isn't going to be like that on some level. So about this this creator of diamonds bit do you yeah. do you know i don't know if you know this I, I don't know how much you've talked to abby about it but do you know if or when she decided to pull this prank no i didn't right, I, like, I didn't like, ask i didn't want enough information yeah. that I, i'd give it away so no she was just like hey by the way this is not 
real. I don't have anything. Because our job too on on the on the radio show is to come up with fun stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a prank, even if it's like, ooh, ooh, I'm gonna I wanna bring something up that happened to me in lunchbox because I know it's gonna get him mad. Like, you know, like that's what we do. We like think of things that we can talk about that could bring out a reaction from someone. I know that somewhere in there, Abby had thought like, oh, 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 wait a second. This could be a good bit. But this was, this was next level. Because well, th- th- this was next level because Abby decided to fake that she got a diamond. Yeah. And then let's go even further. Let's let's hire an actor, uh, a rock guy who's going to like value this diamond. <laughs> I do diamond. think he's a real actor. Okay. A, a, a real rock guy. <laughs> yeah, but they were acting. Yeah. And literally, I, I mean, I want to hear the, the the recordings of like, okay, where, are, you, are you ready? We're going to do this. Uh, all right. You're going to say it's worth five grand. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Action. It was very strategic. <laughs> right? And it was all happening at the same time of the national anthem drama. So I think that had some influence. Yeah. Because Lunchbox was saying mean things to Abby, and Abby's like, okay, how can I get this dude back? And the Uh only way you get Lunchbox back is by pranking him back. Yeah. Or, like, messing with him in some form like that. Otherwise, Lunchbox is not offended or embarrassed by anything. No, he's not. And the only way that you get him is prank or or money of some form, and both of those were involved. Right. Like I said, like, if I come up with a story uh, that's going to embarrass Lunchbox, nothing's going to embarrass him. Like literally, you can bring up something that he did. Like I know that you you bring up the the Christmas party, for example. Mm-hmm. You bring that up. It's not gonna embarrass him that he took gift cards. He doesn't care. Yeah, he does not give a rat crap. He doesn't. And I, and I say that I know that's not what you're supposed to say, but yeah, I he doesn't give a sh- like, about, about anything. anything. That's I, how I he is. I wish I had that mentality that he has sometimes because he does not care. I've done these street bits with him, you know, where I go along with him and I'm like, dude, I can't. I got to be in the car. Like, it's like I, secondhand embarrassment. I'll wait in the car. I can't handle this. Uh-huh. I can't handle the awkwardness of you going over these people having these conversations with him. It's so awkward. When we this year, it happened when I accidentally stole paper towels from the grocery store and he went with me to take them back and right. act like my dad. Yes. When I tell you that I was probably... I wish I could ask this grocery store worker, but I was so red in the face of embarrassment because like one, there's an embarrassment level that this dude is acting like my dad. And two, <laughs> that he's saying that I stole things and making it so much worse than it yes. was. And I'm like, I didn't do any of that. And I'm, I'm literally the easiest person to embarrass. I get so awkward. Me too. And watching him in that moment, I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get how you do any of this. Like, I, I could never live this way. I know. And I don't know if that's just the way he is or he's been doing it for so long. I don't know what the answer to that is. Both, um, I think. Yeah, because, I mean, he's definitely a different person personality. Mm-hmm. Like, he is unlike anyone I know yeah. on this earth. And I and I say that as admiration. Like, yes. I wish I could be that way. Yeah, because, and it's funny, too, like, his, I know his dad pretty well, and, and he's not like that at all. His or da- his mom. His mom is a little prankster-ish. But not how he is with humility. Like, he's just never ashamed. Do you know that that his... So this was like, I don't know, a few years ago. I was talking about his mom. He was talking about his mom on the air. And I said something like, I don't know. It just came out. Something I'm just like, I wish. I don't know. I said something about his mom like, ooh, I wish. And Bobby took it to like, oh, wait, 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 what? Like, is Bobby talking... You're making talking your, very, your commentary that you don't even realize you're commentating. You're right. And Bobby is like, are you talking about Lunchbox's mom? Like, oh, Lunch- Eddie likes Lunchbox's mom. And so that was it. Like, blah, 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 whatever. That was it. And then I get a text a week later from a random number, and it said, hey, Eddie, it's your girl. 
And I was like, what? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know who this is. I don't know what this is. But if my wife ever sees a text on my phone that says, it's your girl, like, we got problems. Yeah. And so I ignored it and deleted it. And then another text, like, why are you ignoring me? Question mark. <laughs> and I'm like, delete it. And then I was like, hello. And I, was, I said, who is this? And she goes, come on, don't be shy. It's your girl. And it ended up being Lunchbox's mom. <laughs> And, and and my wife and I called it back. We're like, we need to call who this is. Like, let's figure out who this is. And it was his mom. She laughed. And it's a big joke or whatever. But who does that? Mm-hmm. Lunchbox's mom does. Yeah. So I think that he gets it mostly from her. Okay. Because his dad's nothing like that. You've met him. He's nothing yeah. like that. Mom, I feel like she can play those kind of jokes. Yeah. Like Lunchbox well, It does. has to come from somewhere, right? right? Okay. Exactly. Like, he can't just all, all of a sudden be like Right, that. right. It's got to come down the family tree somewhere. Yes. And I, I do. I really do admire that part of him. I mean, there, you know, Lunchbox is, he's so controversial to a lot of people. But I, you know, this is a end of the year seg, uh, podcast. And the whole reason is to look back on all the awesome things. And I yes. think, you know, Abby brought amazing content. And Lunchbox is crazy with his personality. And it just continues to get better. Yeah. And his rock bit was good, too. Which rock? The, the, There's so many. The tour, the going on the tour bus to see how famous he was. Oh, yes. He, he, the rock. The see, rock. we were talking about rocks. And yeah, no, no, not that. The rock. Mm-hmm, when he was like, uh, uh, I need to make sure I'm 25. Top he believes 25 he's famous. top 25 famous people in Nashville. So mm-hmm. he put it to the test and obviously he failed. And, and he's the only one in this entire world that would do things like that. Totally. Which is what makes him so unique. Yes, totally. So I, I think everything about that. Is really cool, and we're we're gonna shift into good moments because you know there's no trash talking. We're just talking over here. Of course, I want to know. You know, we talk about the moments on the show a lot. Was there like a good moment for you this year? You aside from adopting your kids? Yeah, yeah this is already one, a bit later. Number one, not number one, but in later. no, my number one. Yeah, yes, but. Something else, just some maybe some good moments that happened for you this year on and off the show or whatever that may be. Trying to reflect and bring some positive energy into 2022. Gosh. Yeah. You know, it's tough. Um, It's tough to go back and and look at positive things. And I'll let you think because we were we were doing the videos that y'all will see for Christmas and New Year's on our socials and. One of the questions I'd asked everybody to answer was like, what was the joy you had this past year? And man, when I tell you everyone, that, everyone went silent. Everyone struggled with it a yeah. little bit. Everybody was like, I don't know. Part of it was you can't even remember what happened in last year. And part of it was like, I don't think I had any. I think the answer to that truthfully is, is the good days. Like, because there really were a lot of hard days for, mm-hmm. for, for me and my family because, you know, we did adopt kids and we'll talk about that later a little bit, but the, the adjustment of of all that and like having four kids in the house and they're getting older and they're growing together and a lot of fighting, a lot of challenges every single day. I think my patience w- was tested like every day. Tested enough to test out a new lesson slash punishment with bologna sandwiches. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like just things like that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's not just the adoption. I mean, it's, it's also... Uh, problems that we could have, we would have had even just if we wouldn't have adopt, uh, have adopted yeah. two more kids. It was just normal parenting life, growing pains, growing pains, and then you know just um, even on the show dealing with you know certain scheduling conflicts and things like that. It, it was just it was a challenging year. Mm-hmm. So I would say the good days 
are the the good memories of the year because there weren't a lot of them. There weren't a lot of days where we were like, wow, that was a good day. Does that make sense? It does make sense. The good days because there was few and far between. And I think that's very difficult in a year that didn't see a lot of light. Yeah. So I would agree with you. Yeah. You? I, I, I mean, I agree with you in all of that. I mean, I think I had specific moments that were nice and we'll we'll talk about one of them. I got a boyfriend. I'm in a relationship That's now, huge. which I did not see coming. That's huge. Um, my dog and I became a therapy team. That's, also something I didn't awesome. see coming. Um, and, you know, I got to do a show with Circle Network. I, there were so many things that I look back on, and I and I feel like the year was so hard. But then I look, and I'm like, okay, a lot of awesome things came from this, even yeah. when there was a lot of hard and negative moments. So that's always why I try and like challenge myself to think back to be like, remember them because you, sh- you can't just focus on that. It was a hard year. What's cool about your list is you have a little mix of career and life. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, in that our goal balance yeah. because, Trying. you know, well, because people talk about work and it's like, oh, work, like that's not your life. Well, it is. You spend eight hours a day, minimum eight hours a day doing yeah. your work. So that is a huge part of your life. No, you don't. We don't want to try to make it our life, right? Like that's just. But it is a huge part of our life, so we got to make sure that it's good. Yeah, we got to make sure that 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 part of our life is high quality. Mm-hmm. Our work part of our life has to be very uh, good and healthy and blah blah blah. Uh, and but we also have to balance our personal life. So your list is great. <laughs> it's great because you found a, you have a boyfriend. You had some good career moves that were really good, and so your year. I mean, I know you may not have seen it this way, but just kind of speaking of it out loud and saying it out loud, you had a pretty damn good year, Morgan number two. Well, thank you. Yeah, good for you. I'm excited too. I'm happy for you. uh, The same goes for you. I I think, you know, putting these lists together is really cool for me and I wish everybody else could experience that. But, you know, we did next week, we do a a best challenges and we look back on all the challenges we did. And I'm like, we did so much in this past year and putting together this best bits the, the top four are literally personal moments that have happened in our life yeah. that happened this year. And we're like, we get so caught up in living day to day that we kind of forget after they happen. That's right. You know, and big one for you, big one for Bobby, big one for Mike D, mm-hmm. big one for me. They're all Lunchbox, they're all, he had a kid. Mm-hmm, he's on there. I just like ignoring him because he gets really mad. <laughs> That's number one bit, specifically isn't it? of the one that I am putting on here. He's he's mad about yeah. always, so um, I ignored it. Yeah. But yes, everybody had big moments, yes. and and I do. I think it's really cool, and I think it it is important to look back on. So I do encourage other people to do that. If they don't have to put together a best bits podcast, but just they, reflect a little bit, yeah, and just be like, hey, like let me remember the good things that happened. Maybe talk to someone because I really didn't even think about having this conversation. If you hadn't hadn't brought it up, you know, and you too, like it's just I think the conversation with someone reflecting the year is a good, healthy thing. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. You'll sit there and be like, gosh, I do not know. I can't have it with my wife because we're like two soldiers that went into the (laughs) trench together. Like like, we can't we'll go down in a deeper hole. You know what? Even more reason why you guys should. Yeah. You guys have to look at the really cool moments because it will make it all worth it. She's good at that. I'm not. Yeah. But again, comes with so much experience and you've experienced a lot of things, right? And I think it's important you do it together, you do it with friends, you do it with family, and you're just like, that was really cool. Yeah. And kind of pat yourself on the back again. Yeah. Because you did well. Yeah. We got through it. We got through it. 
So I think it's pretty cool. And and we do. We have more to talk about. So we'll we'll go ahead and let this bit stand because it's right. a good one. I, yes, and I can I can officially say it is the last drama bit that I add to this list. Um, the rest are all really exciting things. So right now you guys can hear the creator of Diamond State Park drama in all of its glory. Number six. So they go on this trip a couple months ago, Lunchbox and Abby. They go to the Crater of Diamonds State Park in Murfreesboro, Arkansas. We read news stories all the time about how people are finding diamonds just laying in the field worth millions of dollars. Uh, Heck, like two days after he came back, there was another story. That's right. <laughs> not hit, not from him, though. Not from me. So while Lunchbox was taking a nap in the field. <laughs> I did take a 30. I told Abby, hey, give me 30 minutes. She didn't tell me she was going to go digging. She said she was going to get some water. She went and searched for herself in that half an hour. She came back with some rocks. We've held this segment for a whole month until you got back. Are you ready to hear what, what happened? Abby, I am going to be very upset at you. Like, you think I'm mean now? Just wait if you, if you oh, fail. Oh, wow. Jeez. Okay, now I, I am nervous. <laughs> she took her rocks to a jewelry store to have an expert check them out Ugh. who specializes in this. Here is the first clip. I found some rocks, like colorful type rocks, but in this small bag, there it looks like diamonds. What I think actually could be diamonds. Some of these are just rocks. I ah. just picked them up outside when you ah. walked in here. Oh, but what? <laughs> I didn't. Um, however... Those look like diamonds. Judging by the color of them, they definitely look like diamonds. If you want, we can actually test them. Really? Okay. That took a turn. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Like, I, he, so, thought, he thought she picked some up out of the parking lot. He goes, oh, those look like the ones out in the parking lot. That's funny. <laughs> I don't like the end of that clip. Here is the next clip. Ugh. So when you mean test it, what does that do? It's like a little machine type thing? Yes. So it'll actually test the heat of the stone. So when it actually beeps, so you'll hear it like if I touch metal with it. So that's not a diamond. Okay. If I touch the rock with it, nothing. I'm going to put it on with these that look like actual diamonds. Wait, I'm scared. I'm scared. Oh, my gosh. This is like the moment of truth. Oh, shoot. All right. Okay. Let's see. Here it goes. Nuh-uh. Well, that one's You're a diamond. messing with me. What? What? It's a diamond. No way. No, no, they're not. Because I really was like, yeah, they look like diamonds, but I didn't think they would actually be diamonds. They are actually diamonds. What? <laughs> There's no way! Oh There's goodness. no way! Let's go! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here... You have got to be kidding. Like, this is the oh This is so stupid. This is so stupid. This like, all she did was complain for. about this trip the whole time, about how she didn't want to go, she didn't want to drive. I did not complain. Excuse me? I, yeah, you didn't complain. Oh, yeah, my no. gosh. I did not complain. He's adding that in. Here are the next steps and what this all means. Go ahead. From first glance before we weigh it, I mean, probably... Eight, $9,000. So we can weigh it and see what it actually weighs. Weighing them, they actually 1.13 carats total. Is that good? No! That is not true! There is no reason! Okay. Um, <laughs> she has five dollars! How do I go about selling? Wait, do you buy it now? You're like, what happens? We can. So what do no you do? Way. Can you like set that in a ring? Or like... We can set that or we actually have um, diamond cutters that would oh. cut it and make it into what you see in engagement ring or pendants and stuff like that, yeah. Like I said, if we were to sell them about right over $10,000. Stop! Oh my God. No! 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 I can't hear the clip. You're yelling no. I thought the clip was over. We needed to stop the clip a long time ago when he said $9,000. I just, I can't. 
It's real. Wow. I like I can't I still can't believe it's real. So what are you insane. going to do? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna give me fifty percent. First of all, that's not part of it. You're not why that's would you not, you weren't gonna give her fifty percent? Yeah, because I'm the only reason she was there. Okay, but you, you understand you wouldn't that, have right? got there had she not driven. You didn't have you a driver's have a license. license. I would have driven illegally. I am worried about that. <laughs> you guys like, I'm, okay, I, you're I, not I, getting any other percentage. So, Abby, what do you do next? Um, okay, they're sitting in my safe at home, actually. You have a so, safe? I do. She does now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she spent $9,000 on it. Okay. Are you, I'm, I'm debating. I'm like, do I take the money or do I make earrings? Like, what do I do? I mean, I'm proud. I would are take you, them. I would take it in and see yeah. how much they'll pay you for it and just uh-huh. take the money and run. Okay. That's what I okay. would do. I, I wouldn't mean, worry about uh, any earrings. Would yeah, you buy ten thousand dollars earrings yourself? No, no. Well, what she never. could do though is ca- you could cash in most of them, and if you want to keep one of the diamonds or whatever That's that true. you could do something with, have them cut it and make it pretty, and then you always have something to remember this moment by. Yes. Hey, I'd remember it with cold hard cash. I'll be honest with you. That's what I'm gonna remember it with. Funny. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. It's crazy. Abby, where in proximity to Lunchbox and where he was digging, like, how did you end up with these diamonds and he did not? (laughs) I think he even said he went in there. He must have not gone long. I went in this little tunnel, which is where kind of water goes through. Uh Uh-huh. And I that's the tunnel I told you. When we, right when we got there and those people were in the tunnel, that's where you got them? Yes. You took I don't a know nap. why you didn't think they were I went there. to sleep. Yeah, no, no. Lose, Here's dude. the thing. I've been digging for hours. <laughs> She'd just been chilling on her phone playing, you know, Candy She's Crush. video. <laughs> Abby, look at, wow. look at you. Wow. Look at you. I'm rich. I'm rich. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man 
take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Such an iconic moment that happened during our show this year, and it's only number five because we had so many personal moments happen, but it it couldn't not make the list, and it was Eddie walking from West Virginia to Tennessee. Again, was that this year? Yeah. What month was that? Uh, Like June? Summer? (laughs) Don't ask me specific months. That's crazy. Like, I I mean, that feels like two years ago. I know. Honestly. It it does not even resonate that it was this year. Yeah. But it was, and you raised how much money for? Oh, my gosh. Close to $400,000. Yeah. For for the organization that helped you with your foster kids. For foster kids. I mean, really, this was an idea that we went into thinking that we were only going to make $10,000. That was our goal $10,000 to help foster kids and, you know, just battle, battle this this, uh, terrible thing that we have in America and the entire world of the foster system. Like, we just, I don't know, well, let's just try to make a little dent. Mm-hmm. You know, to, oh, to, we made a big to make that dent. better. But I think we, we made a really, really big dent. And yeah. it was awesome. And I mean, you made the news. You were all over for this really cool thing that came all out of you opening your mouth and saying something <laughs> you probably shouldn't have. <laughs> right. But that's that's what we do. Yeah. But I, I think this one is so important to add to the list because it, it showed something cool that you got to do. Yeah. Something, you know, you got to see some states in a different way that you never really thought possible. Um, and, and our listeners and all of the random strangers who don't even listen to the show who contributed to that, that was such a big, big moment for our show. And if we didn't have so many personal moments that happened this year, this would have been number one. And it showed me too, that like, if you really put your mind to it and try really hard at something, you can do anything like, Mm -hmm. and, and this was physical, obviously, like physically I had to walk from West Virginia to Tennessee and it, and the the amount of time that I had to do it got shorter and shorter. <laughs> like, you know, like I thought I had a whole week to do it. Bobby's like, nope, you have three days to do it. And I'm like, uh, how am I going to do this? Like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. We're going to have to cover way more miles than I thought every day. And I, this may not be possible, but it was possible. And we did it. And the, the support from the listeners and everyone on social media and you doing live interviews while we were doing it, like really made it all possible. Like it was just a group effort to make it possible. And at the end of it, I just couldn't believe that we had actually accomplished it. And so it was really, really cool. Now, like six months later, I'd say, have, do you feel like your um, feet are back to normal now? No, no, they still <laughs> hurt. Like my feet, my heel kind of hurt. My right heel just hurts in general now. That wasn't a thing. And I just think after, because I like to walk my dog every day. Okay. And I'd say after about, 45 minutes to an hour of walking my dog because my dog will walk up to two hours. Like my dog likes to walk. 
And so long, long walk. Some some days it'll be two hour walk. <laughs> and so around the forty five minute mark, my feet start hurting a little bit. It's almost like a little PTSD of the feet. Oh you know? yes, so, they probably do. Yeah. So I think there are certain bones in my feet or muscles in my feet that are like, oh my gosh, I remember this. Like it's kind of it's coming back. It's starting to hurt a little bit. So I can't walk as well as I used to. <laughs> Because I pushed, I pushed my feet as hard as they could. So basically, we've aged your feet like ten years. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. This. But after we did this, I really did think like this could be—I wouldn't say a yearly thing—but it could be something that I would like to revisit and try to do again at some point. I don't Ooh, know if it's, would you do the same walk or would you walk somewhere else? I don't know. I don't know. I think that the just the theme of taking a song is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have people have kind of thrown the idea of Amarillo by morning. That's kind of stupid, but which is the Amarillo by Amarillo morning? by morning. It's like George Strait is a rodeo guy and he's driving from San Antonio and he's trying to get to Amarillo by the morning so he can do a rodeo mm. and make money. And is that possible? No, even? I can't walk from San Antonio to Amarillo by like tw- in 24 hours. Yeah, no. I it's mean, a, how far is that even on a drive? I think it's like a four hour drive, maybe three hour drive, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Not doable. Not even thinking about it. But something like that could be cool. Uh, there's enough songs out there that I bet we can find some lyrics exactly. that would line up to get you to do a new walk. Yeah. And if there's a cause every single time, like that, this, that's why you do these things. And Well, the cause is what makes it worth it, right? Because otherwise, course. if you don't have one, you're like, why it's am pointless. I doing this? Pointless. Yes. It'd be even cooler if you could keep elevating it each year that maybe you get an artist or a celebrity with in, me. in some form involved. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Because, like, totally George Strait should have been involved in this one, but he, he still wasn't. You know, George doesn't really want to get up and walk anywhere. <laughs> I mean, George, George doesn't have to do anything if he doesn't want to. He could have, he, you know what, he could have He could have flown his own private jet, if he has one, yeah. over <laughs> West Virginia. pretty sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could have. He could have done a lot of things, but yeah. that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I don't. Don't uh, judge him for not. No. I don't care that he did it. We still love it. It would have been cool. Honestly, when we got towards the end of the, uh, uh, when was it, Bristol? When we got, to, when we were getting to Bristol, I'm walking and in my mind I'm thinking like, that'd be so cool if George is there. <laughs> like, let's be real. It'd be freaking awesome. And there were people there. They were probably about, you know, 12, I don't know, 12, 15 people that kind of met me at the finish line. I mean, they didn't have to be there. It's yeah. really, really cool. It's really cool to have people just listen and follow the journey and then decide, like, oh, I'm going to drive to Bristol and be there when he finishes his walk. And it's, like, really, really cool. And in my mind, I was like, ooh, George could be one of those people, but he wasn't. You kind of hoped a little bit, right? In your, of in your course. Heart of, hearts. of course. Oh, man. Well, and I and I don't think – I think this will, will top our list for years. I don't think it will just be a best bit of the yeah. year. I think it will be a best bit of the show for a long time. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that it that it did become that. Yeah. And it should. I mean, it's really cool when we get to do stuff like that and things organically happen. And that's exactly what happened yeah. here. It's not as fun when they're they're kind of forced. Right. No. We still do some really cool things. But when it's very organic, it just comes out of nowhere. And you're like, what just happened? I mean, the last 20 miles was forced. I'll yeah. tell you, the last 20 miles is like, all right, come on. You got to force your way to do it. But you had a smile on your face. the whole Oh, time, yeah. And I'm so proud of you. That's why. This needed to be talked about because you needed to look back on this and be like, I did that. I forgot, but I did it. I did forget. I, I, I just forgot it was this year. I know. Crazy. It feels it feels like forever ago, but you did it this year, and we need a little mini what golf clap for Eddie. <sighs> <laughs> so you guys can hear. Uh, you know, we'll put in right here his his final walking moments from 
West Virginia to Tennessee that Eddie did all for, for foster kids. And it was super emotional and really cool. Number five. Eddie says he can see the sign. Eddie, are you there? <laughs> I see the sign. You're talking like 300 yards away right now. Okay, don't cross it. The site's back up. Mm-hmm. Okay, that- Eddie, the, the site apparently has been crashed the entire time. Don't cross it yet, okay? Okay, okay. I, I'm not. I'm not moving. We are going to cross this segment, but the site we've been raising money on has crashed. Again, what a lovely problem to have. However, okay, I'm getting the numbers. I still see zero dollars raised. It's back up at least so people can donate. So the donations are back up. Are we sure? Positive. Okay, try to go. (laughs) I mean, try to go donate if you can. We were at like $185,000. We were trying to hit 200. I think we would have had it had the site not crashed. Eddie is about to finish his journey. For those that are just turning the radio on for the first time, let me explain to you before Eddie makes that walk. And you can watch this right now on our Facebook page. Just go search Bobby Bone Show. You will see the live stream of Eddie crossing the line. But months ago, Eddie made an offhand comment about a George Strait song, Carrying Your Love With Me. He Where's goes, the sign? Oh, we're listening in. Oh, I got you. I got you. Okay. Take a picture up a little bit. We're listening in on Eddie finding the sign. Ooh. <laughs> well, I see the big sign, but but there's supposed to be a plaque on the street that I can't find. But that doesn't matter. I see the border. Okay. So Eddie says, I, that's not very far to carry your love. We said, then do it yourself, wise guy. And he goes, why would I do that? This is a radio show. I just say funny stuff. He said, if you raise $10,000 for an organization that I work with, National Angels, I will do it. We put that on the air. And you guys turned 10 and quickly it was 50. Hyundai donated 10000 to 60. We couldn't believe it when it got up to 100 Last night, my eyeballs were humongous when I saw $100,000. Woke up this morning, is $150,000. Recently, the last time we checked before you guys crashed the site, it was at $185,000. We have no idea what it is right now, or even if it's $1 more, because the love you guys have shown Eddie and shown this show has crashed the site. Eddie, how far are you out from the site, from the sign? <laughs> I'm like 20 feet away. I'm right oh. under the sign, but all I'd have to do is cross the street to get into Tennessee. Are you ready to cross that line? Yeah, let's go. Count us down, Eddie. All right. Wait, there's cars. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Five, four, three. I want to make this car stop. Two, one, and I'm crossing the street, guys. There he is. Yeah, yeah. 100 miles. You did it. Almost $200,000. You made it. Eddie, you made it. How do you feel right now? Oh, I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh, Now, really, how do you feel right now? Oh, dude, I feel great. Look, there's a there's a Tennessee flag on a, on a light pole. I want to climb it so bad and grab it, but I, I can't. How I physically? No physically, how are you right this second? Oh, dude, I feel great. I don't. I feel no pain. I'm probably in a lot of pain. I don't feel it though. I'm sitting down for a second now. He's taking a break. We're watching him right now. There are over 14,000 people watching live on the stream as Eddie walks across into Tennessee. Don't sit too long because you might not be able to get back up. That's a good point. I'll have my cramps. Yeah. So, Eddie, what's the plan now? You just finished. What do you do with the rest of your day? Oh, I just told Scuba, hey, man, bad news. I might fall asleep on the way home. (laughs) Well, yeah. 
<laughs> you deserve so it. So I'm going to get some Gatorade bones, grab something to eat, and then we're going to head back to Nashville, dude. I, I miss you guys. I miss my family. So I'm ready to get back. Almost 15,000 people watching the live stream right now as Eddie crosses over into Tennessee. We are extremely proud of you for doing this walk, for you know putting your feet where your mouth is, for raising a bunch yeah. of money. Just for, for doing what you do, man. It's four days. You're away from your family. We're very proud to have you on the show. Very proud that you're a friend and very proud of the work you've done. Thanks, Bones. Thank you. Thank you to all our listeners, really, everyone that donated, everyone that followed me along the way and encouraged me. Bones, there are about five to ten people here that brought signs and watched me walk across. That's so cool to me. And we're not even on the air there. No, we're not. No, so it's so it's awesome. Yeah, so like there, I'm, there are a bunch of random people going. What? Why is this random guy walking through our neighborhood? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Eddie, let me talk to Scuba Steve for a second. You got it. Hold on. Hey, what's up, man? Scuba, to you, you did drive the entire time at one mile an hour, and that, too, is a feat in itself. Yes. So. Yes, thank you. Are you sore? <laughs> uh, my <laughs> right butt cheek is sore, uh, but the, <laughs> my right shoulder is sore. I mean, God, I really could use a massage. Oh, <laughs> oh we need to Hyundai get... Tucson was nice and comfortable, though, so I appreciate it. Also, to thanks to Hyundai for giving us the Tucson, for helping us out with some other stuff to make sure we could be safe. What were you saying, Amy? Oh, I just, I, we need to get Eddie a massage. Like, we should arrange well, that. Well, Scuba, we'll In give scuba. him one. Yeah, both no, of no, them. No, 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 right Scuba hey, will give around, him buddy. one. Oh, yes. that's what we're going to do? Oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> this is what the audience wants to see in here. <laughs> All right, guys. Eddie, congratulations. Scuba, nice work. And we will talk to you guys uh, soon. Thanks, Bones. Miss you guys. Probably on, the po- probably on the post show. Yeah. Something like that. There he is. Eddie, our champion, Woo-hoo! the people's champion. <laughs> He's still there, I guess. All right, Eddie. Bye, buddy. All right. See you, man. There he is. Eddie walked all the way from West Virginia to Tennessee. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. It's always weird when I have to include something personally about myself, but I have to remind myself often that I am still part of the show even when I host and I have to talk about things. It's very weird. And so this... What are you talking about? Well, this coming in at number four is that I got a boyfriend and it feels very weird for me to write that or even talk about that. It's a big deal though. It is. And you know, after three years of being single and everybody being on that journey with me, I mean, you know, I've been with this show for nearly five years now. And, you know, the first year I had a boyfriend, you know, crazy situation and emotional breakup yeah, situation. Yeah, what happened there? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So much, Eddie. So much. Um, and then, you know, three years being single, we went through all of my dating life for, yeah. for three years. And then, you know, one day I walk in, I'm like, by the way, mm-hmm. got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge story drop bomb in the studio because I had been keeping it on the down low for so long. You have to and be careful when you're going to announce something like that. Yeah, well, and, and you know, it's still, you know, still funny. I... I'm teetering. I'm getting to the point of where I'm. I might be ready to share on social, and then every time I I am about to, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I'm not you ready. You just be like me and never. I know, and I and it it's this part of me that's really hard because for me, I've always shared my life on social media. That's just what I've grown up in. Yeah, and so I don't know any different. But, but it was like, just you. It I was know. just you and your life. And, and you know, past relationships, I learned a lot of things. And now I'm in this really awesome one, and I'm like, I don't want to do anything wrong. And I know that's part of relationships and growing and stuff, but. I, I definitely am. I'm still teetering. I don't know if I am going too soon. If I if I ever will. If I will a little bit. Maybe not a lot. Maybe on the same level that Amy does, where it's you know here and there. It's not um, all the time. But 
it's crazy. I'm. It's crazy that that is my life, and that's where I am right now. I will tell you that I knew that you had a boyfriend without knowing that you had a boyfriend. <laughs> Why is uh, that? It, it was just your demeanor. Like, mm-hmm. like you just, and and you're not a negative person, and you're, it's not like you were like just mean or whatever. But you, you didn't. You just were normal, like normal Morgan. But when you, when, when <laughs> I noticed, it is when you just had a little, you know, a little pep in your step. You had a pep <laughs> in your step. Uh, you were more talkative to everyone, like, and not that you again. Don't think that no, you're yeah, like a, a mean person or whatever. Or walk I'm, out I'm the room, evil, Eddie. But I feel like at the end of the shows, you would kind of do your work. You'd pack your stuff up. All right, see you guys tomorrow, or see you guys next week. Have a good weekend, and you were gone. That's it. <laughs> and and there was a moment when you would walk in, like, hey, good morning, everyone, and like, okay, she's in a good mood. <laughs> and when you would leave, you would just be like, hey, what do you? So what are you guys doing this weekend? Like, oh, cool, cool. That sounds fun. That's awesome. Like, wow. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I know. I, I can't wait for the weekend. Great. What are you doing? Oh, nothing crazy. Just kind of <laughs> gonna have a good weekend and whatever. Like. Something's different about her. I don't know what it is, and something's different, and I kind of put it together and like, okay, she's dating someone. I can tell. I can totally tell she's dating someone because she's happy right now. So there was there was no surprise in you when I officially announced it. No, nah, I kind of knew it. I kind of knew it without knowing it. And, and again, like, I love that. Isn't that amazing what love can do to a person? Yeah. Well, it's about healthy love, right? Like, of course. And that's what's new for me is, like, experiencing that, and that's probably why you saw that side of me because... You know, in my last relationships, when I was in these turmoil, very toxic situations, I would be up and down a lot. Yeah. Like, it would be, like, very happy. I'd be like that. And yeah. then I'd be very down. Yeah. And so to come in and all the time be like that, I was like, what? what is this experience? I don't even know what's happening. We were, too. We were like, I don't know what's happening over there with her, <laughs> but I like it. Yeah. So, I mean, big life moment. Not that I, you know, I get crap from half our listeners when I have to post things about myself or talk about it, but... I am aware that it's just part uh, of my life. You mean through the Bobby Bones Show account? Yes. It, it is. It's got to be weird. It is. Hey, that's like with me in videos. I feel so weird hitting my video button <laughs> while I'm talking and uh, editing yourself. Yeah. You're like, that's me. <laughs> because if you watch, if you watch our videos, uh, which I control while we're doing the show, um, I don't cut to myself very often because I forget, and I'm just like, I don't know, like. Just keep it on Bobby. That's what everyone wants to see anyway. And and so sometimes I edit a video. I'm like, dang, I didn't even get myself talking in this video. Like it's just <laughs> stuck on Bobby. It just kind of nodding his head and looking at me and trying to register what I'm saying. Because um, it is awkward. It's, it is. It's awkward. And especially for you because you are running the Bobby Bones Show account as the show, but yet you're writing about you. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Not natural at all. It isn't. But it's part of your job. And when people draw attention to it, it just makes it even more awkward. So I, I beg of you to please stop bringing attention to it. It's Point very that uncomfortable spotlight somewhere else. For me. Especially, like, Eddie even knows. Like, when, when I make birthday posts about everybody on the show, mm-hmm. and every time it's my birthday, I make Eddie post mine. Yep. Like, I'll give him the content, but I'm like, you physically have to post it because it makes me very uncomfortable. And it looks weird, too, like, when you retweet a... a, a a tweet that everyone knows you wrote. Yeah. You know, but but we would do that. If you wrote like Eddie gave his kid bologna sandwiches because he had bad grades, I would retweet that. Yes. And so if anyone wrote the tweet of Morgan has a boyfriend, you would retweet that. Yes. Because even if it wasn't you writing it. I just, if people don't understand how awkward it is, yes. but it's part of your job. Yeah, so so please stop making it more awkward. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Ray's drawing attention to it before, and I'm like, Ray, I'm going to kill you. Uh-huh. I'm going to see you ne- tomorrow, and I'm going to kill you. Uh-huh. Not really. I don't have that in me. But 
I, you know, another side of this too, another big moment for me this year, a big moment that happened for you last year that, um, you know, won't be a part of this, but I, I want us to mention because you and I were the only two on the show that this happened to. What are you talking about? You don't know, do you? No. We got COVID. Oh. The that, only two. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? How, how that happened? I have no idea. I, I just, I don't know. When I got COVID, I did nothing out of the ordinary, and it was like, you went to Florida. I literally drove to Florida. I didn't go to any gas stations. I didn't go inside any gas stations. I pumped my own gas, and I and I left. I never went in any building. I had to use the bathroom one time, and I masked up. I took hand sanitizer, <laughs> and I used the bathroom, and that was it. And when we got to Florida, we had a condo by the beach, and we stayed in the condo, ordered all our food, and got either either Uber eats it or picked it up at at the whatever place. Never mm-hmm. sat in a restaurant to eat, and and we came home, and we went to the beach where no one was. Like the nearest person when you went to a beach was probably fifty yards away. Yeah, and, and that, you were being very safe. In and I was being aspects. safe, and I got COVID. Mm-hmm. And so I literally at that moment said, "Man, this is easy to get. Like whatever how I got this after being that careful." This has got to be way easy to catch because I did nothing out of the ordinary to catch this thing. But then as the time went on, it was just you and me that got it. No, <laughs> out of 10 of us on the show. Yeah. Well, and, and I say you and me, Hillary. Hillary, I should also sure. admit had it. Um, I couldn't remember for a second if she ever shared that she had. I didn't want it, but right. she did. Um, so us three did have it, but that's three out of 10. And I look at Bobby's lifestyle. I'm like, he's no different than me. Mm-hmm. We do the same things. When I look at Amy's lifestyle. We got kids. We do the same thing. It was hard for you too, like the difference in ours. So yours oh was gosh, last I was the, year. I was the first. First one, you had to stay, like you were learning all kinds so of it's things. Like, so you had to stay in quarantine for like two months. It's like I'd been exposed to alien mm-hmm. ozone. Like Mine was different radiation. in that it happened after like the height of the pandemic. I w- Mine happened during the Delta variant. Oh, yeah. And I only had to be quarantined for two weeks regardless. And... Thankfully, I hadn't been around anybody from the show in the time that I had gotten it in the time frame because it used to be if you were exposed to them within two weeks, you had to quarantine. Uh, and now it's 48 hours. Uh, mine was like a month mm-hmm. because they didn't know anything about it. And so Bobby was like, well, you have to have an, uh, uh, the company says you got to have a positive, uh, a negative result before you can come back. Well, what they don't realize is that you can test positive for up to like two months. After you've had the the COVID and it's like, oh my God, that, that brings back bad memories and, and memories I don't even want to think about anymore <laughs> because people don't understand the struggle of being the one of the first to get COVID mm-hmm. because it was such a feared thing that it was like, oh, wow, you got COVID. How could you be so reckless? Like you don't realize how irresponsible you're being. I remember my brother and I fought for a whole month because he called me irresponsible. And then that son of a beep got COVID like, you know, a few months ago. And I'm like, Oh, being irresponsible. You got COVID. He started laughing. He's like, yeah, dude, I was, I was being stupid. Yeah. You were being stupid because no one wanted to get COVID. Mm -hmm. We all tried really hard to not get COVID, but you know what? You get sick. Sometimes you get a cold, you get a stomach bug. And Oh my gosh, the struggle was real for people judging uh, judging you for getting a freaking virus. When I and and you hit the nail on the head because I think there's two facets to this that I felt there was 
the judgment and alienation that it makes you feel, right? Yeah. You get it. You feel judged. You feel alienated. You you're, did. You're afraid that you did something wrong. You did because people that get it t- today or tomorrow, they're not going to feel any of that. Mm-hmm. People are just like, oh, okay, yeah, come back to work in a week. Mm-hmm. And you, you feel that way. And then the other side of it, too, was just like the strife that it creates between people. The whole the strife of COVID oh, in yeah. general that it's created between people. Yes. Is, yes. Is, and it's why I wanted to, like, bring it up because I just I think that had so much to do. Like, yes, we talk about the pandemic and the results of the pandemic. But I think so much of it came from COVID itself and how it separated so many people and how it made people treat others based on. God, opinions were sick that whatever oh uh conspiracy theories everything everything and you know like i i just think it's it's so heartbreaking and and scary and and so much of it was involved in this this last year without you know getting too in the nig- nitty-gritty of everything i'm telling but, you i want to forget all about it like i, I really do it's one of those things where you just kind of want to be like well you know what yeah, that was a crazy time and i don't even want to think about it anymore I know. <laughs> really? But, but I had to bring it up because, you know, this is the best bits of the year. And somehow in this year, even though last year Eddie's COVID was on the best bits of the year, I believe. And now minus. Yeah. And we are still like the the lone ones that really had to deal with the side effects mm-hmm. of that and, and what it was like to be a part of the show. Because it was alienating from the show, too. Yeah. It was scary. And I was sick, sick. Like, I never really talked about that on there, but I was. Uh, How for, sick were you? Eddie, for the first time in my entire time with this show. I've never taken off a sick day ever. I've never even missed work for anything. Um, and that's crazy. I don't even realize that. Crazy. For the first time ever, I had to take two sick days officially, like in my work situation yeah. on our online you portal. You used sick days. And I was like, do not contact me because I am ill. Like I could not see straight. I was dizzy. I couldn't walk up and down the stairs. I was. I was so, so sick, and it it wasn't a surprise. I mean, the viruses, medicine stuff is really hard for me. I have a very sensitive body, which is super unfortunate mm-hmm. for me. I'm sensitive to everything, and so getting a virus, getting anything in my body is, like, detrimental, and we just don't know until I have it what's going to happen, and then we can learn and we can figure out things for me to help protect me, yeah. but it takes me getting something to figure it out at least with like illnesses. And most of the time I have allergic reactions to things in this situation. Thankfully I didn't have any allergic reactions, but like I, my number one thing that I always get when I am sick in any form, if it's a cold, if it's a flu, anything, I get dizzy and I get nauseous. Like I want to pass out all the time. With anything. Anything. I could have a headache and I feel that way. That's terrible. And so when I had COVID, that's already a side effect of it. Mm -hmm. It was like, it's inflified. You would have I didn't say that right. It's <laughs> I still can't say it. It was uh, amplified. It was yeah, yeah, yep. multiplied. Amplified. Amplified. Whatever. Um, it got it got worse. Words are hard. <laughs> um, it was like I had gotten on a tilt a whirl, and I couldn't get off. A what? One of those rides at the roller at at um, fairs where you're on it and you're going in a circle. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you get off and you're like, like the gravitron. Oh. Yeah, tilt a whirl. Tilt the world. Yeah. Never heard that. Anything that makes you feel dizzy on gotcha. a fair ride. Gotcha. Gosh, that's I felt terrible. like I was on it for 48 hours. Do you get like that when you're drunk? Yes, sometimes. If I, <laughs> That's why I don't get like very drunk anymore. Yeah. Like I know where I can hit because I also used to, I'm, I'm allergic to alcohol. And so like I, people always think I drink that's all the time, which is super funny to me. And I just love them because I think it's hilarious. And I'm, there are times when I get wild and crazy, but I have to plan for that because the next day will be absolutely brutal for me. 
I will literally puke for like 10 hours straight. Isn't that crazy that you drink, well, you'll have a night like that and then you drink so much and, or even if you just, whatever, uh, you wake up the next day and you're like, I'm never going to drink mm-hmm. again. This hurts so bad that I will never drink again. And then there you are like three weeks later, like <laughs> drinking again. Yes. You're like, dang it. I told myself I wouldn't do this again. Listen, I found a lot of enjoyment in social drinking now. Like that is yeah. my bread and butter. I'll have a few drinks, feel great. And I'll be like, oh, cool. yeah, I'm not hungover tomorrow. That is where it's at for me. It's great. That's mature drinking. Yeah, I, I learned a lot of things. I had to go again. I had to go through a lot of crap to right. get there. Um, so yeah, it was it was awful, awful, and I still don't have my smell back. Crazy. Not even you have a little bit of smell back. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Not unless like I smell, literally like shove it in my nostril. Smell my coffee. Don't shove it in I'm your nostril. No, just open it up. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, because that's a strong smell. It's, it's sitting. Mm-hmm. Right here? Can't smell. Okay, now put it up to your nose. And I, and I say right here. It's sitting like... Uh, it's about a foot. Yeah. Foot from, away from your nose. Can't smell it. Closer? About half a foot? Getting a little smell. Okay. Now you now really I can smell. smell it. And it's like okay. all the way up to my, my so, face. That's how I was for about a year or two. Okay. So, and then all of a sudden, somebody was cutting grass. I don't know if it was cutting grass or somebody had a bonfire. Maybe a bonfire in the back of their house or whatever in my neighborhood. And I was like... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I smell smoke. <laughs> like I I smell smoke and it's not in front of my nose. And I looked and I ran around the neighborhood. And I'm like, yes, somebody has a bonfire. This is huge. <laughs> like this is huge. And it just came back out of nowhere. It's I, almost it's almost like you're you're they're being regrown. Your senses are yeah. being Yeah, it's like you burned all of your mm-hmm. sense cells or whatever, and all of a sudden here they are. It's almost like when you burn your taste buds, but it's like yeah, permanently totally. that they genuinely have to grow back. Mm-hmm. Whereas taste buds, you just kind of hurt them for a little bit. But taste buds, you or your smell, like you totally destroyed with COVID. Now you lost your taste. Mm-hmm. Both of it. That must have been crazy. Yeah. Because I didn't lose my mm-hmm. taste at all. Couldn't taste anything, but thankfully my taste came back in like two weeks. Okay. And when that came back, I was like, finally. Did you eat any kind of like, like you like mac and cheese. Did you eat mac and cheese while you couldn't taste anything or did you just eat like lettuce? No, honestly, I well, again, because I was so sick, I was just eating anything that sounded good because I was trying to get energy in my body that it could, the virus could burn, right? Like I was putting, I ate Chinese food, I ate Italian food, I ate freaking. But you couldn't taste any of it. No, but I was eating whatever sounded good because there wasn't a lot of things that sounded good in the moment. I just had to like roll with it. Yeah, right? I know it didn't sound good, but it didn't taste like anything. I know, but I, it's not like I was eating healthy because it wasn't sounding good. Like I, and I knew, so don't weird. ask me why. Yeah, it makes no sense, it's like it's a, so It was weird. like a mental thing, right? Yeah. And so I was just trying to get stuff in my body to like fuel so it could burn. I was eating so much. Wait, Chinese food, what do you eat Chinese food that's not meat? Fried rice uh, and cream cheese ragons. It's, it's a lot of fried rice. I love fried rice. I really mm. love fried rice. And Italian food? What do you eat? Just noodles? Fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can eat spaghetti without Fettuccine meatballs. Fettuccine Alfredo without chicken. Manicotti. Manicotti without beef. Um, yeah, basically, okay. Italian's really easy to eat vegetarian. Okay, because a lot of noodle-based. very high-carb. Yeah. Um, and then I had a lot of grilled cheeses. Mm-hmm. A lot of the sandwiches from different places, which my sandwiches also are basically like a cold grilled cheese. They're just... Yeah. Cheese and lettuce and black olives and tomatoes. <laughs> and then mustard Blah. and mayonnaise. Hey, it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, it it's basically terrible. what you would eat without meat. Yeah. No, I get it. So, I get it. Yeah. It was a, a weird time. So, yes, I got a boyfriend. It was great. It was a great part of my life, but I also got COVID. So. Oh, I was going to ask you quickly about your boyfriend. Uh, yeah. So, what does he think about um, not putting him on social media? Like, is he at that point where. 
Does he want to be talked about or he doesn't care? He doesn't care. However, That's I great. I like choose to to feel he's like so I he's trust cool. You. Never ever talking about him. Yeah, and I think or I, showing a picture of I him. I think at some point I will show him, but it will probably be if if I choose to not ever do it a lot, it'll just be in very small capacities. Well, right? I've never met him, so when you post that picture, I'm going to be like, huh. Well, there he is. That's what he looks like. That's what he looks like. I, that's. I thought you saw one of the pictures I had on my phone back at one did. point. If I did, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's posted a picture of us, so like, I've. I don't care for him. It, it's. It's just more of a protecting yeah, of him. Totally. And so, um, yeah, he's just like, I trust you. You just tell me when, if, when, where, whatever. Well, cool. Either way. <laughs> yeah, my wife's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Yeah. Well, and I think that's those are like the best of two worlds, right? You yeah. Respect their opinion. Sure. And you let them decide. I and, get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. She's a very private person, so why would I do that? Mm-hmm. And he is too. He, I mean, hard for him not to be in some aspects because he's a personal trainer, and mm-hmm. that's a lot of social media too. Yeah. Um. So he's out there, but like he, uh, he's a very private person on his personal side. Doesn't like a lot of people knowing his business. Yeah. And I think that's very normal. Mm-hmm. That's more normal than For our than our personalities. Yeah. And then there's us. Yeah. Here's my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> here. Here. Do what you will with it. You can have everything. Whatever you want. You want to talk trash rip, about rip it? Rip me apart. Yeah, go ahead. We don't care. <laughs> Although we do sometimes. We do care. Trust me, it gets to us. We just don't yeah. show you. But yeah, right now y'all can y'all can hear about the the whole segment that it was revealed when I got a boyfriend. Not the COVID part, because that was just more of a a fun topic. It's fun to talk about though because we I don't think we've ever had that conversation yet. I know. I. Yeah, you know, lone soldiers over here. That's us. Here you guys can hear my very exciting personal moment and don't you dare come at me for including it. I'll cry. Don't come at me, bruh. <laughs> That's what you say. <laughs> Maybe not. That's Dang what you it. say. You nailed it. Number 4. Morgan, how long have you been dating your boyfriend? Oh gosh, officially it's been about 6 months. And I've been told that you're not inviting him to your family thanksgiving no i'm not going home for thanksgiving are you going to his family thanksgiving no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like she's on Wait, trial where's that going yeah. where what was that was that that's about? awkward no it's not awkward it's just him and i have both had some really bad past relationships and we introduced him to family too soon and so we're taking things really slow is that a red flag no not to me at all I mean, because we're doing what's best for us. And so that to me is like the best thing we could both be doing. Who brought up that you shouldn't go to his family's Thanksgiving? We did. We like collectively, like we started talking about holidays because we'd be traveling and it was just kind of a collective conversation. And we were just like, yeah, both of us felt the same way, which was really cool. That doesn't normally happen. I get it. I love the maturity, but somebody had to say it first and that's tough. Like you didn't both say it at the same time, like one, two, three, I don't want to go to Thanksgiving. You know, did, did you go, Hey, I think it's probably best for me not to go. Well, I mean, I brought up that I wasn't going home. So that naturally brought up the conversation and he, and then he just kind of reiterated that he felt the same way. So I guess you could say it was me, but (laughs) hold on. I'm confused. Is he going home? Yeah, but he only lives like two hours away. Okay, but so he's that's what going I'm saying. home. <laughs> he, so that's not him feeling that you're like not going home. So you don't even have the opportunity to invite him because you're not going. Yes, but, but I am but going home But that's not even what Christmas. I'm asking, what? Amy. Right, she I know. She could go to his. Right, that's why I'm clarifying because she said that when she brought it up, that naturally led to them be- feeling the same way. But I'm like, well, it's different. So there, the conversation had to be bigger which is i i love that y'all are making the best decision for you but 
At yes, some mature. point, he yes. had to say, I'm going and I'm not inviting you. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. I didn't, like, come out that way, I guess. I just didn't even, like, think about <laughs> it that way because I was already in the mindset that we weren't doing that. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know. We just, yeah. uh, he, he was just like, yeah, I just, you know, I've brought a girl home and it was not great. We obviously didn't work out and I don't want to do that with you. D- okay. Does it make you think that, like, there's something at home? Because, bu- Double life. Double life. That's what I think. Double life. He's living double life. <laughs> but there's something at nah. home, like, no. No. But I agree. Like, hold off. I used to yeah. go to, I went, one time I went to Thanksgiving after I was with someone for like two weeks and we broke up. So it's fine. Yes. No. Uh, but, I mean, there is my, stuff at home, but it's not anything that he hasn't told me. Right. There's a lot there. Like his wife and kids aren't going to be there. <laughs> no. <laughs> no wife and kids. Okay. okay. Ah. But, but, and I completely, I like, I appreciate it, what you guys are doing. I think it's super mature, but just allow me to, to semi pry that you have been together six months and that does seem a significant amount of time that would allow this to happen. Is there an amount of time like Christmas? Will you guys do that at all? No, I, for me at this point <laughs> and where we both are, it'll be after a year. That will be the, the why point you laughing? for me. Man, it seems like he is he is doing a good job of avoiding the holidays. Like it's her idea, so he's trying to say, "Oh yeah, I don't want you," because he doesn't want it. he 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 thinks that's too serious. So he's pushing her away. Like, yeah, I can keep this chick around, and uh, I don't have to get serious around the holidays. It's perfect. Okay. Your response, Morgan. I mean, he can think what he wants. Where you know he stays with me practically all the time, so it's not like it's not getting serious. It's just a matter of holidays. We've had some bad experiences in past relationships, and so mm-hmm. now we're making sure to not do that again because this is a good relationship. Okay, I have pulled this story from a dating and marriage expert. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Five important relationship questions before inviting anyone home for the holidays. Okay. I- I'm reading this. This is a, this is, I'm just reading it right now. I haven't read the story yet. Number one, how long have you been dating? Question mark. Morgan, you say six months. Yes, six months. They say anything less than four months, probably you should hold off. So that's ish. She's in that window. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that window, it's got to be really big, but that's, but that's it's in the window-ish, okay? Number two, how committed are you? Morgan, answer that question for me. How committed are you? I mean, I, gosh, that's like kind of a loaded question. I I see myself with him in the future. Woo! Okay, but like you're not you dating others. Yeah, people. I'm not, no, yeah, we're, we're exclusive to each other. I'm not asking to, to, yeah. for you to do your vows right now. I'm just saying, <laughs> are you guys only committed to each other? Yes, we are in a, a mutually exclusive relationship. They say, if you're only casually dating, or if you are seeing more than one person at a time, don't bring anyone home. Okay, that, that doesn't, okay, that doesn't affect you guys. But okay, nope, next one. Nope, all good. Are they really serious about you? Is he serious about you, Morgan? Yeah, we are serious about each other. We've said I love you. Like, it's, it's oh, serious. What's wrong with you guys? Y'all are children. Okay. Bobby, do it again. Ridiculous. People are going to think their radios are broken. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on. Oh. I, I'm just a little thrown right now. If you're throwing out the L word, but you're not inviting them or you're not going to Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, yeah, listen, it's just for me, it's traveling all the way back home for a week and spending time there, you know, over, over Christmas. You to his, though. That's two hours. For his, it's a lot more complicated. Very complicated okay. life at home. So for him... It it brings in this whole level that he's just not quite ready for that to happen yet. 
Yeah, it complicated it had, again. Like wife and kids complicated? <laughs> no, no, family. Okay. Like hey. close okay. family. Got it. Okay, Got I it. can see this, and I I think that it right. We don't. We obviously we there's a lot of gaps in this story that we don't know, so we can't. <laughs> Bobby, you you would I think you would understand where he's coming from. I even appreciate what Morgan is doing. Yeah, I just think as a person who doesn't know anything about it, I just have questions and she's answering them and the jury will find her not guilty. I can tell you that right now. So yeah. I feel good about it. I, I'm glad she's doing it. But still, if she throws out the L word, the news buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I will, I will even mention that he said, I love you first. <laughs> Did you say it right back, Morgan? Yes, I did. But he said it right first. A, but right away, you just you didn't did it stun you? Um, no, I mean he's kind of this person that's very guarded. So kind of how it happened was funny. He was like, Hey, I need to tell you something. I was like, Okay, what? I was like, he was like, I love you, but please don't make a big deal out of it. And I was like, Okay, how do you want me to respond to that? I love you too. And he's like, Yeah, that works. Okay. Ending. That's done. <laughs> What, well, what, let me let, uh, go ahead, Amy. Then I'll when, conclude this. When was that? Um, about like two months ago. Yeah. Oh, so at the four oh, month boy, mark. Quick. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is quick. <laughs> okay. Here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I can appreciate why you guys have made this extremely mature decision. I don't think he has a wife and kids. <laughs> I don't think I'm just throwing it out there because our audience is going, "Ooh, what? What's the deal? What's the situation?" I enjoy your story, your love story, and I hope that it lasts a long time slash forever. And thank you for your time, Morgan. <laughs> Thanks for asking me questions. I do feel like I was in court today. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Poor guy. Amy, are, are we good? Yeah, I mean, we're good. I just feel like if he's listening, you know, he's like, oh my gosh. I think Morgan was extremely respectful. And other than the news sounder and the screaming kid in the background, I think this was a pretty mature conversation. Well, yeah, other than now it got thrown out there that he might have to be living a double life and has a wife and kids at home. But, <laughs> but Morgan promised he doesn't. He no, doesn't. he does not. Promise. He's a very okay. trustworthy man, okay? <laughs> okay. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Eddie, shining moment. I mean, this was the number one for you. You know, I I can't put it at number two because I get yelled at by somebody, and I and I can't put it at number one because then we'd really get in trouble. We'd all get in trouble. Um, <laughs> we all wouldn't have jobs. Yeah, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Of course. About. But coming in hot and and just as much. I wish I could put them all at number one, but uh, you and your wife officially adopted your two kids. Yes, we had fostered them for around three years. And then the date finally came, and we finally got to officially adopt them into our family. And what was cool about this is that we just never knew when that day was going to come. You know, like I know that when we started fostering our kids, we were told it was about a 90-day process. And then after the 90-day process, they will start reevaluating what to do, uh, like where are we going to put them up for adoption. If we do that, then you guys will be the first in line to adopt them, and then we'd have to terminate the parents' rights, and that could take a few months or whatever. But really, it was a 90-day process. It's supposed to be. Supposed to be a 90-day process, but because of COVID, it became a three-year process. Mm -hmm. So... As the as the days went on and on uh, of of you know like ooh okay we're now moving to the adoption process okay ooh now we got to talk to the judge because the judge needs to terminate the parents' rights and ooh we need to locate the parents and oh we need to do this and oh we need to do that we were I, I, me in my brain I was just like wake me up when we get there <laughs> because I'm tired of. I'm tired of waiting. I'm Hating tired all of all the roadblocks. Oh, too. I'm tired of waiting and I'm tired of you telling me it's going to be next month. I'm tired of you telling me it's going to be in three months. And then that comes around and, and it's nothing. So literally I was like, wake me up when we get there <laughs> and I'm just going to just do what I need to do. Well, and so three years, this would have started and, and I believe it was the fall before COVID hit. It would have been that year Yeah. because COVID hit in like March, February, March. Yeah. And I think it was the fall before that that you guys officially became foster parents, mm-hmm. if I remember the timeline. I think right. you're right. 
I don't know. I don't even know what happened hey, this year. Listen, was that the last this year? time was I that... wrote a blog about this, I got yelled at again. <laughs> so it's very possible that I got that wrong. Yeah. But I think that was correct because it would have happened right before COVID. Yeah, it was right before COVID. Yeah. And it wasn't that same year that COVID hit. No, it was, it was the year before that. So, so yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it was really cool. It was really cool when it actually happened because it actually happened. Um, and, and with these things, you know, people, people know that have ever been in this process that it can take a very long time. And, and when you're fostering kids, it gets real hard after that year, uh, when you start figuring out what's going to, what, what, what to do next. And for us, it was like, there is no way, no possible way in our hearts that you are going to take these kids away from us because it's been a year. They, they feel at home. They're comfortable here. They live a good life here. They're, they have brothers that love them and mom and dad that love them. And this is where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And when you start hearing things like, well, you know, like, I don't know. We're still trying to figure that out. You're like, no, 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 no. You become very protective they over They need them. to be here. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where they belong. And so when it happened, you're like, okay, all the stress is gone. All the fears are gone. It's uh, the, like my wife and I, we joke and they're like, they're mine. Like, you're like, <laughs> he's mine. He is mine now. Like, yeah. nah, he's mine. He's ours. What's been, for, so this is, you know, since the official adoption, it's been a couple months now. Yes. Um, what's been like the, the best part of not having to deal with all of that anymore? I think the best part is that, um, you know, my wife got a job at their school. And so they all go to the same school now. And they, when you put them all in the same school and everyone knows them as brothers, it feels real. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and it feels real. And everyone's like, oh, you're, you're so-and-so's dad. Oh, you're so-and-so's brother. You're so-and-so. And like literally they're, we're all a family now, mm-hmm. you know. And, and over the holidays we're flying and we're looking at the itineraries of the flights and we all have the same last name beautiful like we didn't have that for three years and we all have the same last name is your your last name out there i probably garcia yeah okay i was like because i was like the garcia family we're all garcias and the garcia brothers like uh, you know two of my boys are they they play sports together one year apart and so they're the garcia brothers they don't look like each other (laughs) They (laughs) they don't look alike at all they look very different they don't look like they could be brothers but they are the garcia brothers and in 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 their school sports, literally, they are like, ooh, watch out with the Garcia brothers. Like, <laughs> they're lethal. And they are. They're lethal because they play together 24-7. They compete with each other. They uh, hold each other. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Like, they, they, the, one of them's always trying to be better than the other, so they just get better together. Mm-hmm. And so I cannot wait to see them play sports. Like, literally cannot wait to see them play sports as they get older. Because the Garcia brothers are going to be lethal. You want the Garcia brothers <laughs> in your team because they're damn good. And does that make you really excited as a dad? You're like, oh, uh. oh yeah, because that's always like secretly all all guys would like to have athletic children, right? That, that's a hope. Well, and it's not even that. It's it, it's like even if they weren't great athletes, the way these two believe in themselves is very inspiring. Oh. Like they are, they believe they are good, and they are good. But their heart to play sports is bigger than my heart has ever been or any. Like, I love that they love it so much that to me, it's like, that's what I'm talking about. They got some serious passion. Yes. I don't care if you're good. Just play hard 
And they do. They play so hard. No. So, so, so hard. So I think just the fact that we're a family now and that we can communicate like a family, we act like a family, and everyone around us sees us as a family is the beautiful thing. Because with that foster parent boundary, you could never just... 100% feel that way. Yeah. It was always like, it's, it's always like having 80% that yes. way and 20% the other. Oh, are these your boys? Y- yes, but technically no. Yeah. And now you don't have to explain anything because it doesn't matter. <laughs> now I'm like, yeah, they're my boys. Absolutely. It's my son. Do you guys, I assume because one of them's old enough that he'll always know that. With the other one, does he understand? Mm-hmm. He don't understand anything. He just knows you guys. That's <laughs> his family. <laughs> this is us. Like, you know, he, he, was born into our family, mm-hmm. uh, and he's all we've ever known. And so, to him, he's 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 our he's our son. And and the older, our one, biological son, yeah. even like he doesn't yeah. care. And the older one, does he ever at this point make any any references to that, or is he kind of at this point where this is just his life now? He is a little more aware of the situation. Um, I think that he he's a deep thinker, mm. and and I and, and that might have come with just kind of his tough upbringing, his little his little four years of life at that yeah. moment. But it was tough; it was hard for him. And then moving into a foster home, extremely tough. Yeah, and not knowing what was going to happen, it, really really hard. To now being in a permanent home, I think you can see him a lot more relaxed. He's a lot more relaxed, but he has a little undertone of of um maybe just a little bit of hurt because he just he still has memories. Yeah, I, he he may always be waiting for that other shoe to drop, right? Like mm-hmm. until enough time has passed, it will always feel like that there's another shoe that could drop. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I don't know, he doesn't he's not very open. Mm-hmm. I think there'll be nights, there'll be certain nights where like, you know, we're putting him to bed and he'll open up a little bit, he'll give us a little nugget of how he's feeling. Yeah. And I think as we go on more and more, he's going to open up more and more about this stuff. But now he kind of like talks a little bit about it. But overall, he's in a great place. He loves it. Um, he loves school. He loves uh, He loves that he has a, a, a brother. He, I mean, he has three brothers. But, he, but him and the eight-year-old are so tight that literally they're going to be there for each other for the rest of their life. You can just tell. You can just tell that. Yeah. Like, they're just going to be those brothers that, like, oh, you're going to hang out with one, you're going to hang out with the other. Like, yeah. Because that's what they do. Be best of friends. I can't wait for them to start dating because I guarantee you one of them is going to steal one of their girlfriends. And you can't and, wait for that? And there's going to be major drama, and I cannot wait to see it. Just yes. sit there with that popcorn again. Or or one of them is going to have a girlfriend, and the other one's going to be like, like, why does he have a girlfriend? Like, I'm way cooler than he is, you know? Like, I mean, and that's going to start happening faster than you think. I know. Oh, I know. I have a 13-year-old. I know. It's coming. It's all coming. I start thinking about my 13-year-old is going to be driving in in three years. Like, that freaks me out. He's about to be 14. So, like, you're talking in two more years, he's going to be driving. Mm -hmm. That's terrifying. So, yes. You're going to become even more helicopter parent than you are. I don't know. I think think the more kids you have, Mm -hmm. the less helicopter you get. I, I, there's something with like driving and on the roads and I think it also will depend on how you feel about his driving but I think I give my parents more anxiety with whenever I drive yeah. ever at still? any point in time still yes I'm also like there's but you're a good driver for the most part yes <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna admit that I'm 100% okay. a good driver because okay. they would totally okay. be like that's not true okay. at all how many cars do you wrecked 
I've never fully wrecked a car. I've never like totaled a car. Okay. I've that's gotten good. into fender benders. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the extent of mine. It's just, it, it's like always when I get done with one, like three years, you know how it stays on for <laughs> yes. that long. Then it's like, somehow I get into another. And my mom's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Can you just not? And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just me, mom. It's I know. Me. And I'm trying really hard. And it's, it's a, it's a ongoing, like always trying really hard. So I just have this feeling that it's, it's more of a parent thing. And just driving in general is, is always going to be one of those because it's, it, it's a safety thing that's out of your control. Yeah. Right. And so I wonder if that will be the case with you because I, I, and we give you a hard time for being a helicopter parent on the show, but I, I call it a good parent. Yeah. I don't think you are. I think, Trust me, I've seen you around your kids. I don't yeah. I don't get the helicopter vibes. I think I would say Lunchbox is more of a helicopter parent than I am. He doesn't leave his kids like shoulders. Yeah. Like he's around his kids 24/7. Like mm-hmm. if if his kids are there and you want to have a conversation with lunch, good luck. You're not going to have it. <laughs> like he'll try, but yeah. he's got he's all in with the kids. Me, I'd be like I see him in the corner. They're fine. Like yeah. what do you want to talk about? So I do I do think it'll be part of you, but I don't I I yeah. don't think you are entirely that as much as we give you crap for that. Thank you. I I don't think you are. Thank you. It's tough. It's tough being a caring, involved parent. Because I feel like in my upbringing, my mom was very involved and my dad was like busy (laughs) and he was loving. My dad was very loving and he provided and he was to me a good dad, but he wasn't involved in our upbringing. I never had a heart to heart with my dad and my dad and I never sat around being like, all right, son, like (laughs) here's the thing about life. Never once did we have that conversation. I... And work, that's the conver- That's the relationship I want to have with my kids, you know, like, and I, and to be involved, I mean, I just don't think that men, most men, and especially mm-hmm. my personality, it, it's not, it's not natural. It's not natural for me to be patient and to be, um, like sit and have conversations with them because I always feel like my role as a dad is to be the example one and two, the disciplinarian, like. All right, this is the way it's going to be. Who left the, the cap off the toothpaste? My wife doesn't care. I'm like, uh-uh, come over here. I want all four <laughs> boys up here. Look, this is how you brush your teeth. You get the toothbrush, you turn, you take the cap <laughs> off, you put it on top of the toothbrush, and you put the cap back on, and then you put it right here in the in the drawer. And then you brush your teeth, and you dry off the toothbrush, and you put it right there where it belongs. And they're all just like, geez, Dad, like it's not that important. It is. It is going to be very important in life when you start dating someone. Oh, it will be. Okay? And you get married to someone, they're like, gosh, this guy's a slob. No. And I tell them all, it's the, the running joke in my house is like, dad's always talking about when we get married, because I'm going to be like, you ain't going to get married if you live your life like this. I'm always like, no <laughs> one's going to date you if you live your life like this. You're teaching life lessons in everything from bologna sandwiches <laughs> to toothpaste. Morgan, it's nonstop. It's nonstop. I have one kid who eats like a squirrel, and I'm like, you got to stop eating like a squirrel. No girl is going to like you. No one is going to like you. Well, it, it is your job as a parent to prepare them for life, whether it's dating in some fashion, it's friendships, whatever, yes. right? And, uh, you know, I, I do think you you know what it is, and it's that for so long men have been taught not to have those conversations, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's a deep, a much deeper thing in our society of just men are not supposed to have those conversations. Yeah. I mean, men don't clean the house. Men don't yeah. um, have those kinds of conversations. The men work, they come back, they drink their scotch and whiskey and give their kids a hug and they go to bed. Yep. 
that's not how our life is anymore. No. That's well, not how it is. And that's not even how I was raised. I mean, my dad cooked for us, and my dad is a freaking OCD cleaner, which is where I got that from. And both of my parents worked. Like, yeah. I had a very untraditional household, and I loved it. Yeah, it's because great. Because now that I'm older, I don't want a traditional household. I, I want it to be what we want it to be, right? It doesn't have to be a certain way. And so they did what my parents did, what worked for them, what what you know, was the best for them and they figured it out. Yeah. And it wasn't based on gender that they had to do something or didn't do something. And they just figured it out based on, on their situations. And I'm like, that's just, that's what it should be for everyone. That's right. Regardless, because the guy could be caring. The guy could be the compassionate one and the, and the woman could be the disciplinarian. Right. I mean, I, I know I got disciplined by both of them, but I know my mom disciplined me a whole crap mm-hmm. lot. Like, so, and, and I think that's cool though, because that's what, how I grew up to just not see it as mom or dad doing it. It's just mom and dad did all of it. Yeah. Both of it. Yeah. And that, that's key, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're a team. Like yeah. you're a team. And that's why I tell my wife and I, we get in some arguments because I'm always like, hey, uh, like I'm telling the kids something. And then I was like, time out. I'm going to talk to your mom for a second. <laughs> I talk, hey, you have to back me up on this. Like, even though like you may not do it this way, like you, we got to see mm-hmm. seem like a team. It's literally, it's an act. We're actors. Yeah. Like, like I was telling Lunchbox the other day that I, had to yell at one of my kids or whatever. And I was like, acting like I was so mad. And I kicked like a, uh, like a backpack that was on the floor. Boom. I kicked it. I'm like, you better stop it. And then whatever. And then I walked to my wife and I like wink at her. I'm like, Hey, how was that? Did I look mad? Like, was that good? <laughs> She's like, yeah, you scared me. That was good. Like, all right. That's what I'm talking about. Well, because it has to be because there has to be moments where you laugh. Right. And you're like, this is hilarious, but I can't get, I'm I can't not, laugh. I'm not like mad that they're doing certain things. Like, but you have to show them that like, Hey, I don't like that. And that's making me real mad when like, I'm really not that mad. But cause if you're just like, that's eh, fine, whatever, just leave your clothes on the floor. Like mom will pick it up. I'll pick it up later. Uh-uh. Like it's going to be a mess. It's going to be like, animal. it's going to be a frat house in there. So how many times has it happened? Like more often than not, or, or not very many where you, you do something, you go back to your wife and you're like, okay, that was pretty funny. I had to discipline, but a that lot. was pretty funny. A lot. I would say daily, <laughs> daily. The baby's really funny. Cause he's like, he's two, almost three. And he's just, he's, he's an animal. Like, he's an animal. Uh, he breaks things. He likes to throw things. And he literally will, like, see a lamp and, like, knock it off the table and break it and be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like, I'm talking 10 seconds after he did it. And it's like, no one even said anything. He just broke and said, sorry. And it's like, I can't be mad at that because he didn't really want to break the lamp. But something in him just says, that's too pretty. <laughs> That's too pretty sitting right there. I'm going to push it off and break it. And then he's like, gosh, that thing broke. I didn't really want it to break. I'm sorry about that. Like, to me, that's hilarious. It is. I hate the fact that he broke the lamp, but I can't help but, like, go in the other room and be like, that's really funny. That's really funny to me. And now you remember why all your why your parents didn't have a lot of nice things growing up around you, right? Because yes. you just destroyed everything. Everything. Like, our house is just completely destroyed. But yeah. So so we made up our minds a long time ago to not buy nice things, and it's just the way it's going to be. I don't think my parents ever finally got anything nice until I was in high school. And then yeah. at that point, I was still getting lectured because <laughs> I didn't do well. Don't put your feet on the couch. What are you doing? <laughs> All kinds of things. So I, I think that's a, a very common thing in most households. Yeah. No nice things until they are that's of right. age at a certain point. Right. Unless you want to stress the whole time and make it a non 
fun environment. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you keep them locked in a basement or something. Right. I don't know. That's no way to live. <laughs> no. That's really not a way to live. No, it's not. Well, that's how you get part of a Netflix documentary, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. We don't do that. Exactly. But I'm really happy for you. This was another really big moment for you this year of you opti- adopt, uh, you opting. Opting you to opted. adopt. You opted. We did to opt to adopt. <laughs> Adopting two kids. You have this whole complete family of yes. six now. Yes. Um, We're an army. It's amazing. And, and I, I say six because of Eddie and his wife. Y'all, he doesn't have six kids. And if I get one more person, and look, yes, it was funny the first couple times, but anyone comes by and says, oh, one, one shy of a basketball team. Like, it's not funny anymore. Like, you mean I, you're I, not trying to cheaper by the dozen, Eddie? I, I know we have a lot of kids, but we don't need the jokes like, oh, look at that clan over there. You're one shy of a basketball team. One more, you can have a full basketball team. Okay, what funny guy. We got it. We have a big family. <laughs> don't you love it? Yeah, I mean, we do walk around like an army. Like, we really do. Like, when you have four boys and we're walking down the street or on the sidewalk, everyone's like, oh, wow, look at this. It's a big family over there. I mean, we do dominate. We you dominate know what, the neighborhood. Though? Big family means more love. Yeah, a lot of love to give. Yeah, a lot it. of love, a lot of love now, a lot of love later. That's right. So here you guys can hear Eddie's emotional, I would say, and very sweet moment where you shared that you got to adopt your kids. Yeah, it's a big day. Number three. Uh, breaking news. Personal news. Somebody on the show has a big news announcement, and that person is not me or Amy. It is Eddie. Oh, my goodness. All this right. is big. You said it was life-changing. It is because, gosh, almost three years ago, my wife and I opened our house to to become a foster home, and we got two boys. Um, gosh, and I never, ever, ever thought that we would get to this point. Well, I remember, too, you didn't take them both in as foster kids at the same time. You didn't even want to be a foster parent at first. That's correct. And then you call one one night, and you're like, hey, uh, we're going to go pick up a baby. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep it for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, my wife was, I mean, she's been wanting to do this for as long as I can remember, but I've been the roadblock. I was the roadblock of just like, nah, we're fine. Like, we have our own kids. Our life's good. We're, we're okay. We're finally in a good place where we can really just be ourselves and just us four. And then this happened. And so then they call you. How long after the baby? They call us, um, we got the baby for about three or four days, and then they called us again and said, hey, they have, uh, this baby has a, another brother, a sibling, that needs a home quick. And so they said it might not be forever, it just may be for a couple days if you can take in his sibling. So we said, okay, we can take him in for a few days. We'll see where that goes. And now it's been three years. It's, uh, it's yeah, I mean, we're pretty shy, just a few months shy of three years, and, uh, and I remember, I would say about a year ago, Bones, or about a year and a half ago is when we, I kind of just decided, like, there's no way I can picture my life without these two boys. You know, it went from, like, we're just going to be a foster home, we'll obey God, and we'll just see where that takes us, and we'll go from there, right? But, but I'd say about a year and a half ago, I said I cannot see our family without these two boys being a part of our family. And uh, I'm just proud to announce, Bones, that a judge has approved our adoption, and we're they're ours forever. They're ours forever, man. Like, these two boys are a part of our family now, and we are a family of six just like that. And so they are now your kids. Yes, they are our boys. We went to the... This, I guess not a swearing-in. What, 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 what did I go to, a hearing? I mean, it was, yeah, it was our adoption hearing. Where you go in and, you know, we all took a picture. Yeah. And, 
You know, it was a whole thing. It was pretty awesome. I had my boys dressed in uh, cowboys gear. Oh, yeah. We get to the courthouse, (laughs) (laughs) and it's Eddie and his wife, and Lunchbox was there, and I was there, and then the kids were there, and they're all wearing Dallas Cowboy jerseys, and I was like, you guys heading to a game after this? No, no. So what our idea was to have Dallas Cowboys jersey for all four of them, and they were labeled one for my oldest, two for the next, three for the next, and and four for the baby. Got it. In that order. Your wife said you guys had ordered some prior to getting those, but you ordered them from China. Yes. And they said Dallas Cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> those eventually came in and were actually pretty cool. But yeah, we were worried that we were going to say Dallas Cowboy. <laughs> and so now what changes? So now, I mean, we're. I'm telling you, we're so relieved because when you're a foster home, you have a lot of people coming into your house. You have caseworkers coming in sometimes uh, weekly, sometimes, you know, twice a month, three times a month or whatever. And they're just kind of checking to see if your house is okay for them. And now that's done. Like we're we're just going to live a normal life with these two boys, a part of our family. They are my sons. They are my son's brothers. Like that's just what it is now. We're just a family of six and we can move on with our lives. And we're just, I mean, I'm just so, so excited. The oldest. Yes. Because the baby only knows you guys. We picked him up at the hospital, yeah. so he knows no one else. The oldest what is his take on it? I want to say that he doesn't open up very much. I think he goes to therapy, but he doesn't really open up to them, really. I think eventually at some point in his life he will, but uh, I can see changes, you know, as as just the days go by. I know that during the court date, the day that we adopted them, there was a little bit of fear when we got to the courthouse. I can see fear in his eyes, like, oh, great. Like, this reminds me of the last time I was in court, which was the reason I'm here, you know, like the last time I saw my mom, this is, that's, that's, I could just see that in his eyes. But when the adoption was finalized and we told him that you are Garcia, like you are part of our family, it was just relief, huge relief. And the rest of the day was very exciting. He said he wanted to start learning Spanish. He wanted to have tacos for dinner because he's a Garcia now. Oh, wow. He's fully embraced the culture. He was all in. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. Just like that. He was all in. And, I mean, I don't know if he truly grasped the idea of what was happening with the judge and the courtroom and all that. But we made made him understand completely that there's no going back now. You're part of us. This is – we're his family. Well, congratulations, man. Thank you, man. It's amazing. Thank you so much. We've had many private conversations about it, but the fact that – you know, publicly, you can say it. Yes. We've been through the whole process on the air over the last three years. You have two extra kids, two kids. What do you call them now? Just your sons? They're our boys. Just your... Those are my boys. Yes. So now you have... I have four, four boys. boys. <laughs> I mean, your wife. Four boys. Yeah, she is outnumbered for Holy sure. Holy moly, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, well, I can congratulate Last night, somebody farted, and she's like, well, this is just a part of my life. Like, there's four of... Four and farts. All, and we all laughed, me included. Uh-huh. Yeah. After the hearing was talking to the judge, and I'm asking questions like, so you never put anybody in the big house? <laughs> like, because the judge was just available, hanging out. Dude, he let us have the courtroom for like 30 minutes. He said, this is all yours. Do whatever you want here. So we all, it, it was crazy, because once all the kids left, we all got naked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. it's wild. We, Interesting. We, we did a play and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all seriousness, congratulations, man. Thank you, man. Yes, Thank Eddie. you so much. So happy for your family. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man 
take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to get in trouble again. You know, I this just keeps coming in number two, and I swear I'm probably going to get yelled at by Lunchbox whenever he hears, sees, or... Anybody references this, so please don't, maybe, to him. Um, But Lunchbox welcomed his third baby with his wife, which was huge in the Box household. They now have three boys, and we couldn't be more excited for them. Again, I will say it. These all should be number one. These are huge life moments that have happened. And let's just say that the the counting down here is just for a reference. It's not really uh, the order of these all go because I promise they all should be number one. Every life moment that happens on the show is big with for us and for all of y'all who, you know, hear about our lives. So right now you can hear when Lunchbox announced that he and his wife welcomed their third baby. Number two. Lunchbox is back in the studio for the first time in a few weeks as he had a third baby. How does it feel being a dad of three, Lunchbox? Oh, it's exhausting. Like, it is so hard because you have two that can move, and so they're going one direction, and then you got the other baby that can't move, that's crying, and they're all, there's just action all the time. There is no time to sit down and relax and just, you know, sip on a cocktail or anything like that. You are go, go, go all the time. But it's awesome. 
So you have two boys. What were you guys hoping for this next time? Uh, my wife was praying for a girl because she didn't want to be stuck with three boys and then me being a boy and the dog being a boy, all boys in the house. So she's praying, girl, me, you know me, I want a boy, 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 boy. And so you guys did not find out until you were in the room. Correct. We didn't find out with our first two. We were going to find out with the third one. My, my wife wanted to, but I convinced her. I was like, look, you need to quit being selfish and we need to find out when the baby comes out. And so I won that argument and we waited till <laughs> delivery day. Not sure how that's selfish. How is that but selfish? I mean, yeah. it sounds like you're being selfish, but okay. Well, because so, what does it change if we know? Who cares? Let's okay. just wait till the day it is born, and it'll be the huge surprise when the doctor hands us that baby and we have to look. And so what is it like? Because I, I don't have kids yet. So is it like waiting for your team to kick a field goal, and you're like, if you make this, we win the game? Like, And you're just like, oh, boy, here it goes, here it goes. Is yep. that what it's like as you wait for the sex of that new baby? Absolutely. You're waiting for that game-winning play because, like, when she starts pushing and everything, like, so it was crazy because we were induced because she has some health issues. And so, all right, let's go. We're going to take a nap. And my wife wakes me up and goes, I think I'm going to ask for an epidural now. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then she's like, I don't have time for the epidural. It's time to go. I got to get this baby out of me now, now, now. And the doctor's like, look, if you got to push that baby out and I'm not down there to catch it, it'll land on the bed because the doctor wasn't even scrubbed in or anything. And I'm going, here we are. Game's on the line. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? And they're like, push, push, push. Ah, ah. And I mean, I see the head. And I'm like, I see a head. Babe, next time, next time you push, the baby's going to be here. So we wait for the next contraction. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Push, push, push. And the baby comes out and the doctor holds it up. The doctor holds up the baby. And, and, are you ready? Yes. (laughs) We're ready. Baby box three is a... Good boy! It's a boy! It's a boy! I'm three for three! Boy, 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 boy! Oh my goodness! They hold up that baby and you look and you see the parts and you're just like, babe, it's a boy! We got a boy! And it was incredible. Was she disappointed at all? I think a little bit she was sad. And she said that was the problem with not finding out is that she was worried she was going to be sad in the delivery room. She cried a little bit and I don't know if she was crying from pain because she didn't have time to get the epidural. Guys, she only pushed for nine minutes so when people have babies in the car because it comes so fast, now I totally get it because it was like, she goes I think I'm going to get the epidural. Ten minutes later we had a baby. Wow. So what about when you hear people go, it took me 36 hours to have a baby? I'm like I don't know how that's possible. That's crazy. All I mean, our three, first, Did all three of your kids come out quick? I mean our first one was like Eight or nine hours. The second one was uh, four hours, and then this one was nine minutes. Crazy. You can do 30 seconds on the next one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, so, I mean, are y'all going to have another one to try for a girl? Uh, I mean, she said talk to her in six months because the okay. whole pain of delivering a baby, the excitement, like we're, we're in it right now. So the excitement of it is like, oh, my gosh, we want more. But let's see how the family of three transitions and... I mean, it was crazy, but we got a third boy, and I mean, I'm over the moon excited. It was, it's incredible. It was incredible. So awesome. Three Here for three. Is a clip of the first cry. Are you recording this on your phone? Oh or yeah, what? on my phone. Like you just hit record. Like when it's starting to go down. Like I, I cut out all the. Sc- I thought I'd bring in screaming, but I didn't think you guys wanted to hear the pain of her and like screaming and crying. So I just <laughs> cut all that. Like it's the whole. It's the whole nine I, minute clip. Oh my all God. right, guys. Here we go. Uh, okay, here we go. This is the baby's first cry. Oh 
Does, oh. does that it. baby look different than your other two babies? I'm going to tell you what. This baby looks identical to me. Like, it is officially oh. this one. I don't even need it. There's no paternity test needed at all. Like, Thank it goodness. is a doppelganger of me. The other two okay. did not look like me. This one is my spitting image. Everybody that has seen this baby goes, oh, that's you. I mean, it has the same hair as me when I was born. I mean, looks just like me. Boom. The other two you still concerned about? or <laughs> Ah, the first one for sure because he's just he's shy and just totally opposite of what I am. But, but it's okay that he could be like your wife, yeah, though. Kids are different. I, and I, I'm I'm trying to learn how to understand that and grasp that. Like I mean, he yeah. wanted all of them to come out just like him. <laughs> he used to be so competitive with Eddie because Eddie's two year old just is like an athlete and he's catching balls, throws balls, you know, like catches balls. One. Um, and Lunchboxes isn't like Correct. That. And, and mine is like, we, we go to like little birthday parties for like people he goes to preschool with or whatever. And like, he just stands off to the side and I'm just like, hey man, you got to go talk to him. And I try to force him and I'm just like, you got to let him do his thing. But I'm like, dude, they're having fun. You see how they're jumping on that trampoline? You need to get in there and jump on the trampoline. I don't want to. And I'm just like, okay, okay. <laughs> Very frustrated, but okay. Oh, you, congratulations. Say that to the, you say that to your kid. I'm very frustrated. I say in my head, like we went to, okay, uh, yeah, 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 like we went to one of those trampoline parks in, uh, for a birthday party, and he wanted to play with the, the massage chair over in the corner instead of jumping on the trampoline. <laughs> hey, I get that. That's uh, what I do. That's uh, <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I, 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 my love me is great, but third boy, woo, just like me, we got a boy, three for three. Oh, let's go. And even the dog's a boy. If you missed it earlier, yeah, I heard even that. the dog's like, a we got boy. All boys. Even the dog's a boy. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Whoa. Three for three on boy. I have a friend that's got all, has four girls. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's brutal. Same situation, only exactly the reverse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a little different. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. I've got two sitting here at number one again. Don't make reference to the numbers, but Bobby <laughs> and Caitlin got married. Mike D and his wife Kelsey wow, got married. A lot of love. A lot of love on the show this year. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about both of these very extensively. So I, I don't know that there's much more to say here than that it was really incredibly exciting for yes. them, for the show, for everything. And we couldn't be more happy that there is so much love. So instead... I have a, a different thing for us to talk about. Let's do it. What's something that you predict will happen big time personal lives of the show members? Dun, dun, dun. Um, will Lunchbox welcome my fourth baby? No. No, because he, he his family's three. <laughs> um, and Lunchbox does everything that his family has done. So I say no to number four for okay. Lunchbox. Um, I mean, obviously, Bobby's going to have a kid. You think that's happening yes, next year? Yes, and I think that Bobby will have a kid before Mike D does. I would agree with that. Um, I I want to say that you'll be engaged, but I I mean I don't know how soon that is. I don't anticipate that. I know, but just don't make any bets on that one because that, that that one isn't guaranteed. I, well, yeah, like, that's true. The Bobby having a kid one is pretty guaranteed. Right, right, right. And I'm thinking next year, uh, this yeah. year. I'm thinking you know in the next twelve months. Yeah, in in 2022, what's going to happen? Um, gosh, I don't know if Bobby's gonna move that fast. I know. That's what I'm saying. We're but, making but, predictions. But it could be like a January of of 2023. Well, she could get pregnant in the next year. It could. That, that could still happen. I say yes. Okay. Let's go for it. 
Okay. Because you know what? This year felt really, really long. Mm-hmm. I have, I have a, a, <laughs> pre- very possible. I have a prediction that this next year is going to feel very long <laughs> as well. So I feel like that would be the, the biggest prediction. I think Bobby mm-hmm. and Caitlin will uh, get pregnant with them um, and, and yeah, expect a baby. All right. That's you? a big one. Oh, I mean, I feel like that's a, a, a high one on my list. Okay. Um, you know, just life things. I, you know, I know Ray and Bay are planning to move into a house, so I'm going to guess that that happens next year. Not buy one. No, he's I'd, he's been talking a lot about wanting to buy one, but mm-hmm. maybe not ready to. I don't think there will be any house buying next year. Okay, that's a prediction. I think it will happen in 2023. Okay, but not 2022. Um, and yeah, I do think I think Bobby and Caitlin could have a baby. I mean, could or, you, you got to lock it in though? If, if you're going to make a prediction, you got to say this is going to happen. Mm. Gosh, I don't know, Eddie. I'm not good at bets. This is why I don't place bets. I know, and it's all I do. I'm too, I'm, I know I'm too back and forth. But he, I, my but, prediction is that nobody buys a house next year. Okay, that's a pretty solid bet. Okay, because Amy got a new one recently. Lunchbox already did. I don't think Bobby's moving anytime soon. I mean, Bobby's moved like 10 times since yeah. we've lived here. So, I, I, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm the odds the, are that he listen, could be moving. I don't. Scuba, you, you could. Uh, ding, I ding, 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 I was going to say, are you going to. Ding, you, are, ding, ding, ding. Oof. No, I'm, I'm not already, but I mean. You guys have I, been talking I about wouldn't, it. I wouldn't tell you to put that, to place that bet. Yeah, that's true. You have talked because, about it. Because, I mean, I, I've got to have space. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, we live on top of each other. You guys are growing. Our family's so big that we're, we need space that I think that I'm forced to start looking for a, a either a bigger house or a bit or bigger land. Well, then you, hey, there's my bet. Eddie buys a house next year. Okay. All right. Well, I just told you <laughs> what I'm planning on doing. So, but let me tell you, let me tell you the good thing about betting. I bet every day. Like I literally bet every single day, just, just on dumb sports, like not a lot of money, on a game, and if I win, I win four bucks. No big deal, right? Here's the good thing about betting. You win some, you lose some. So just throw a (laughs) prediction out there, and if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, you know what? It's okay to be wrong. You're not wrong, but I still don't like it. (laughs) I'm not quite on the level of Bobby as control freak, but I do like being in control in a lot of things. Yeah, but how many times have you been wrong about things? Often. Yeah. Because that's life. Yeah. So why the heck would I want to place money on that? Well, you're not. We're not. It's imaginary money. We're (laughs) not literally putting a bet, placing a bet on this. I know. Unless you want to, hundred dollars that that Bobby will have a baby next year. I think no. May not have the baby. At least I'm not placing money. Okay. Fine. I don't. I I can't. Boring. I I physically can't. But you know what? I do think Bobby and Caitlin. Could have a baby in some form if it's they get pregnant or they have the baby next year. I think Lunchbox and his wife could be pregnant again. You will buy a house. Do you believe that? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Lunchbox doesn't stray away from his down. family. I'm just telling you. I don't think they're slowing down. He does not stray away. If his family ate at Applebee's every Tuesday, that's what Lunchbox does today. He <laughs> eats. Yeah, my family always ate at Applebee's every Tuesday, so that's what I do. Come on, kids. We're going to Applebee's. Why, Dad? Because <laughs> my, my, my mom and Dad did. That's okay, why. Okay, you're not wrong, but I still think it could happen. <laughs> Lunchbox, he, why he do you wear white shoes? Family. My parents always wore white shoes, and that's what I'll do for the rest of my life. Back to the attention of Lunchbox, I think he wants a big family. Okay. I have a feeling that could happen. Okay. Um, I say no to that one. 
And I, yeah, I think you can move into a new house. Yes, I think that's very likely. I think my relationship could escalate, not in the form of engagement, maybe um, in the form of what then? Together, maybe. Oh, that's a big step. I would say in the next 12 months, that's a possibility. Oh, yeah. It's not a guarantee, but it's yeah. a possibility. Um, I think Abby will find a boyfriend. Ooh, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. I, I think like you're right about that. Yeah. And I, I think Ray might end up buying a house. I go back on all of, all of the things. Okay, so everything you said that probably won't happen, you're saying will. Yeah. Okay. Listen, when I look at 12 months, I'm like, that's a lot of time. A it lot is. of time for I mean, a lot of going, things to happen. Going through this whole bit list, like I'm just like, is that this year? That was that felt like a long time ago. Well, heck, you know what? I could say like uh, I might end up living with my boyfriend, but I could also break up with him. Who freak knows? Don't place that bet. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm not gonna place a bet on. I'm See, not placing a bet on anything, Eddie. In Vegas, in Vegas, life always surprises me. In Las Vegas, there's a craps table. Yeah. And there's an actual bet on the craps table. That's the one where you roll the dice. Yeah. And there's a bet where you can actually bet against. The, sh- the whoever's rolling the dice and like there's always that person because you want to go in it's like vegas is fun right wouldn't you always make that bet though because isn't crabs the one they it has to hit one number no it, it, no 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 like so so it, i mean yeah yes and Some, there's like 50 other numbers no no that's not that one that's the you're thinking of the wheel with the numbers yeah what is that no th- that's roulette oh, this okay. is a, this is a dice game okay and so it all revolves around a shooter right one guy with a with the dice all right here we go i'm gonna try to roll a seven or eleven and he, sh- he rolls it out and whatever number it is like say it's a five he has to roll a five again before he rolls a seven okay just a seven seven against a five right but someone always bets that he's gonna lose it it's gonna land on a seven and the whole vibe of the table is like, <gasps> who did that? Why would you place that bet when we're all betting for the the shooter? Yeah. Like we're all saying, yes, he's going to get that five. Let's go, shooter. Come on. You can do that five. But there's always that pessimist who's like, Mm-mm, he will lose it. And he bets against. And that's like never a good feeling. So do not make that bet. But it changes the energy of the. It does. Yeah. It changes the whole energy of like something good. Well, the goodness here is that you have a boyfriend. Eddie. Yeah. I just don't want to put something out in the universe and then somebody's like, haha, that didn't happen. And then I'll be sad. Yeah. But, but by placing that bet though, you're putting it out in the universe that there's a possibility that you're not going to be. Together. I'm putting every possibility out in the universe. Oh boy. That way I don't have to deal with it. Oh boy. Listen. I get so many people that troll me online. Eddie, I don't want to deal with it. So I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there that I'm not making any guarantees. (laughs) Okay. All right. Deal. That's what it is. Deal. One more, uh, actually two more big questions. Okay. Any big plans for New Year's Eve? No, there's never any big plans for New Year's Eve. Um, Very overrated holiday. So overrated. Uh, I had uh, one New Year's Eve that's very memorable and it was for a bad idea. It was for a bad reason. (laughs) Uh, We were in San Antonio. I lived in Texas at the time and me and my wife. We got invited to go to a hotel room where somebody had like rented out a whole suite. Yeah. And you can overlook the downtown area and those fireworks and all this stuff. And so I was at my parents' house. We were at my parents' house and we're like, oh, we can get there in 30 minutes. Let's go. And so we left like at 11, right before midnight, 11 o'clock. It was only a 30 minute drive. So we'll have 30 minutes to get there and hang out and watch the fireworks. And we start heading down the interstate and then we get stuck in traffic. It is mad 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 traffic and i'd been drinking all night oh boy and i'm like bad news i have to pee like i have to pee and we're not moving and we're 
on the interstate and not moving. And one, and we're not going to make this party. <laughs> There's no possible You're be sitting in the car with a ball drop. Yeah, so we're not going to make this party. So I look in the car. This might be a little graphic. So if you don't want to hear this, turn it off for a second. But I look in the car and I found empty like Gatorade bottle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sorry, got to do it. Why do men always have empty bottles Who in knows? their car? Who knows? It's like and, they know it could happen. And so my wife's driving, so I go to the back, and I'm like, all right, let me get my Gatorade bottle. And I start peeing in the Gatorade bottle, and <laughs> I misjudged it because I got to pee way more oh, than God. the size of the Gatorade bottle. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I can't stop, and it's going to overflow. It's going to overflow. And it overflowed. And, like, all over my pants, like, all over the car seat. <laughs> and I'm like, I just peed on myself. Like, I, I don't know how we're going to continue this night. And even if traffic does start moving, I don't want to go to this party because I smell like pee. And so we had to like just make a U-turn and go back home. And that's my memory of probably the best New Year's Eve night that we ever had because of that dumb yourself. moment. Yeah. I, I don't remember any New Year's Eve where it was like, dude, it was so cool. It was the best party ever, ever. You? No, I mean, I've had fun New Year's Eve, but they're never what everybody sets them out to be, Have you ever done the whole, I don't know you, but I'm going to kiss you? Yes. Really? In college. Mm -hmm. Okay, set the scene. I mean, if I'm being honest with you, Eddie, I really don't remember it. Right. Couldn't even tell you what the dude looked like. Really? Yeah. That's so gross. It it wasn't like a make-out session. It was was like a a peck, peck and then you run away. Like a cheek peck or Mm -hmm. lip peck? A lip peck. Ew, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I think I knew him at the time, honestly. I mean, in college, you kind of know everybody at, at, uh, I think it was like our senior year. And uh, yeah, I was frolicking around little Aggieville in Manhattan and everything was great. Having a good time and everybody's like kissing somebody. I'm like, I don't have anybody to kiss. And I just kissed a random Everybody's person. kissing somebody. <laughs> a random person. And I'm like, cool, bye. So, so, so you're short. Was he, he obviously taller? Also couldn't tell you. That's crazy. So you had to have been like you over yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And then you probably grabbed his face, kissed him and got out. Yep. I did not stay to communicate. I ran away. You know, this dude was like, okay. I was in my sparkly dress and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy after that happened was like, hello. <laughs> like, well, that just made I'm my year. I'm pretty sure dudes are just out on New Year's Eve hoping that happens to them. Yeah, because it never happens. I know. Well, it did in Aggieville. Wow. That year. Gosh, that was like eight years ago. No, eight years ago. (laughs) So such a long time ago. Oh, yeah. That was a long time. Yeah, that's crazy. That's never happened. That was a wild one. So no, I, I, New Year's is very overrated to me, but I always like hang out with my friends. It's always and tend to do it at the house because I do not like to go out in Nashville because everywhere to get in is like $500. Really? Just to get in? Ticket, I shouldn't say 500. Tickets are like 100 bucks or like 150. So if you just want to go into a bar, you have to pay like $50 to get in? Most places in Nashville, yeah. Dang. And then some include, like if you're smart and you found a good one, some include drinks and everything. Some Mm. don't at all. And then you have to deal with getting like a $200 Uber at the end of the night. Yeah, exactly. Those suck. Because it's high demand. Those prices go up. Like I, I, I enjoy New Year's Eve if I don't go out. If I just like hang out with a few friends, we just drink, have a good time, play games. Great New Year's for me. Mm. That's what I'm doing. Good. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. You going to watch Bobby? Yeah. I mean, I'll be home. Yeah. So that's a cool thing. I'm usually in Dallas. We do mostly Dallas in, for New Year's New Year's Eve or whatever. So it's going to be cool, like, just keeping Bobby on there <laughs> and then making everyone watch him and be like, there he is. There he is. And I'll text him, like, hey, dude, grab your nose. Like, uh, I don't know, scratch your nose uh, during this next break. Oh, you definitely have to tweet. If you make him do something and he does it, you have to okay. tweet it. All right. So I should probably shoot a video and be like, all right, I'm going to text him now. And tell them to... Yeah, make a TikTok. Okay, love it. There you go. I'll do that. 
I love that. All right. Well, we'll end on a, on a very high note. I mean, all this was very high because it's the best bits of the year. But right now, you guys can hear two moments. When we got back from a vacation and Bobby and Caitlin had gotten married and when Mike D and his wife Kelsey got married. So you can hear both of those right now. Yes. Number one. Well, Mike D, our head writer, one of our producers, he uh, was married. Look at this guy. He got married before me. Shocking. Mike D never had a girlfriend. <laughs> that is shocking. You're right. Shocking. I remember, and he'll be in later on, but I remember talking to him and the bet was who was going to get married first, Mike D or myself. Mike D's also 12 years younger than I am and I never had a girlfriend. And, you know, I went to him. They said, I said, hey, I know they were betting on it, but I'm proposing in like two weeks, buddy. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'm proposing like two days from now. Like, oh, come on. I got him. So, yeah, Mike D got married. We'll talk to him all about the wedding coming up. On the phone is Michaela in Wichita, Kansas. Michaela, Good thank morning. you for calling the show. Go ahead. Good morning. morning. Um, so I just called because I just wanted to say that on Friday, I remember Ray said that he was going to go hard at Mike D's wedding. So I feel like if Mike D had a problem with that, then he would have pulled Ray aside and, you know, advised not to. That's a good point. Mike is really not the kind of guy to pull anybody aside, though. Mike's no, kind of so, a live and let yeah. live kind of guy. Here's the thing about Raymundo at Mike D's wedding is that he didn't go hard at the wedding. He went hard at noon, and the wedding was at 5 o'clock. He showed up drunk to the wedding. So it wasn't that he got to the wedding and decided, I'm going to have some drinks. Because there was, there was alcohol there. There was beer. There was margaritas. Ray showed up plastered. Thoughts, Ray? Uh, went to brunch, looked on the menu, and it said penny mimosas. What do you think is going to happen? I buy the table a bunch of mimosas. It cost me 10 cents. <laughs> <laughs> no, no little voice in your head went, hey, maybe you should wait a little later to go. It's tough. I mean, went to town, and we knew we were only going to have one dinner. We are only going to have one brunch. We're going to have less than 12 hours to see friends, try to squeeze it all in, just didn't do it right. Time management, my bad. There's a video of Raymundo on my Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones, where he is getting into a dance competition with, a, like, a 12-year-old kid <laughs> and is trying to beat him. He runs up and, and pops him with his chest, and he's on the floor. He's doing spins. He's throwing stuff into the, into the dance. Like, at one point, Ray had hit someone, and beer had spilled all over the floor, so two people are down cleaning up the floor. Well, Ray jumps down to help them and then picks up the cloth and just throws it across the room. Oh, boy. At one point, Ray told a grandmother, hey, you want to go back to the hotel oh, after my. this? <laughs> Ray, you wake up the next morning and you see all these videos of you at Mike's wedding. What'd you think? I was embarrassed, definitely. But at the same time, I saw a lot of people smiling. Saw a lot of people laughing. Saw a lot of people having once-in-a-lifetime experiences. I don't know. There's a picture of Ray. I don't know what he was doing. But because he, he got really touchy-feely with guys. Like he would run up and like rub all over guys. <laughs> like their, their pecs and like their stomach and stuff. And so there's one where he runs into this guy and he not, almost knocks him off his feet. And Caitlin and I are standing by watching and our mouths are going, <gasps> Great picture. Because we thought someone was about to get hurt. But to Ray's credit, he was the life of the party. I really wasn't trying to be, and honestly, there was times I was involving uh, Mike's parents. I would push them in the middle of the circle and make them dance. I mean, I really did, still in my drunken stupor, knew that the whole point of the event was for Mike, but it was a celebration. Yeah, what'd you learn from this? 
Uh, have a drink limit. I, I definitely didn't have one of those. I mean, I may have exceeded with fireball shots and the free keg. I mean, I might have floated the keg on my own. I probably should have kept caps so I knew how many drinks I had been consuming. What's that mean? Well, I, they didn't have them there, but usually you keep little caps from a can so you'll know how many you drank. And then you can kind of keep check yourself. And I, my wife, she left a little bit, so I didn't have anybody looking after me. And I mean, I was just, Mm-mm. honestly, we were all looking after you oh, okay. in our own way. There were times where everyone was pulling you aside a little bit just to, like, screen you from, you know, falling down. You know, at the end of the night, they gave out little little crack sticks, little glow sticks, and Raymundo grabbed, like, ten of them and started throwing them at people as we're standing there waiting for Mike and, and his, you know, now wife to walk down the, the goodbye lane. And then they're coming, and Ray starts throwing them at the bride and groom as they're walking down. And then a cup runs and hits Mike in the head. We don't know where the cup came from. <laughs> yeah, it might have been me on that one. But, I mean, it, I'm telling you, in my head, it started out as a wedding, and by the end of it, it was a frat party turned to a nightclub. Oh. Sometimes you get confused, honestly, when you're drinking, and I, I'm pretty sure everybody else was going legitimately hard as well. You think that you were confused as to where you were? Uh, when I was throwing the glow sticks, I think maybe I thought I was at some sort of a rave, a crazy little party, because we were outside. It was almost no longer like a wedding atmosphere. Mm-hmm. What's it like to be drunk? That, like, Just in general. Like, explain it to me, because I've never been drunk. You know you're going a little bit obnoxious, but in your head, you're you're cool with that. It, it doesn't it doesn't seem like, right now, if I was obnoxious like that, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed. In the moment, you're not embarrassed. You, you, you have no worries. At some point, I won't say who, they came up to me and they go, hey, how old's Ray? I was like, I think he's 35, 36. How old are you? 35. And they're like, he still goes this hard? And I say, yeah, he doesn't have kids. And it's it's all relative, too. I mean, we moved to town. Lunchbox and Eddie were 35. They are going just as hard. But now that they're 40, they're all mature, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I can only have a couple drinks. But, guys, when you're 35, you're doing the exact same thing. So. Ray, I got no problem with you. I think you were the life of the party. You were great. Morgan was awesome. was as number two on the go hard list. <laughs> Did you get drunk? Yeah, I, well, it was towards the end of the evening. I was taking uh, tequila shots with Mike's mom and sister. That was my <laughs> uh, special part of the evening. We were in the back, like, sneaking. I think at the end of the night, I probably had five tequila shots. Five? Yeah, we were just kind of sitting back there, like, enjoying Ray on the dance floor and trying not to um, get Ray's attention, so we came back there some more. So we came and, like, snuck Mike and Kelsey a tequila shot so they could take one with us, and I was I was really partying it up with Mike D's family. Hey, Mike, talk about your wedding for a second. What was the best part of the wedding? I'd say the best part was it didn't rain. So where we had our ceremony, if it would have rained, it would have completely ruined that part of it. And we got to have it down there, and the pictures look amazing. What was the most surprising thing about the wedding? That Ray made it. <laughs> yeah, we were worried he wasn't even going to make it there. He didn't only- come to lunchbox. He was too drunk to go to lunchboxes. He just showed up at the reception. Well, we had a private show for lunch, and his wife pulled up and said, Hey, we're going to be there at 4. You guys make sure you get ready. And we had people doing our hair. Billy was ironing my shirt. We were good to go by four. <laughs> so you were most surprised they showed up? Yeah, because I saw the story before of him getting there already kind of drunk. I was like, I don't even know if he's going to make it. And then by the end of it, did, were you tired? Because it, you're the, you're the bell of the ball. Everybody wants pictures. You're having to also mingle. And like I'm watching you. I'm like, man, Mike's got to do a lot of work here. Because my wedding's coming up. Did you, were you exhausted? I was exhausted. I didn't eat the entire day. I don't even really like attention, so having to go around and interact with people, that was draining for me, but it was a lot of fun. And what did you do leading up to the wedding? Any event with, with your boys? No, we all hung out and watched movies. That's what I wanted to do. And what movie did you watch? We watched uh, Cabin in the Woods. Is that a scary movie? Yeah. So you watched with your boys a scary movie before the wedding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That's what he wanted to do. Yeah, I yeah, watched like three movies. 
Dang, you guys had a movie he, marathon. Yeah, movie marathon. Mike. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Well, the wedding was fantastic, man. I hope you feel good about it. I felt amazing about it. It was so cool to have everybody there to party, and that meant a lot to me. And what was the last part again? Oh, it meant a lot to me. They, oh, all yeah. you guys went. We're there. Who traveled the farthest? I think our friends from Seattle. That was probably the oh, furthest yeah. flight, yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. Well, it was a great wedding. If you missed it, which are most of you people out there, you missed a party. Hmm. Are those Insta stories, what, 24 hours? Well, no, on my Instagram, though, you can see Ray on the ground spinning. Because okay. <laughs> we did a whole, like, uh, Ray being interviewed in the airport press conference the next day. And how did Bay feel about your antics, Ray? Uh, she said that she was embarrassed by uh, them. But I believe she'll forgive me. Um, we're still married. She loves me very much. Sometimes you can forgive some stuff. My wedding's coming up. Are you going to approach that a bit different? Yeah, definitely it's a different type theme. I mean, this one we all said, we're going hard going into it. Mike even put on Twitter, bring it. He challenged us hey, to Hey, Ray, I'm going to put on Twitter, keep it at home. <laughs> <laughs> then there we go. Now we know going into it. That's all you got to do. All right. It was a lot of fun, though. We give Ray a hard time, but Ray actually didn't hurt anybody. He went, we wouldn't have put it on Instagram if we didn't think it was funny. You know, people are like, oh, I was putting it on Instagram. He must be so mad. No, if I was so mad, I wouldn't post it on Instagram. Um, so... Great job, Mike. Yeah. Tell your wife, great job. It was just a fun, fun party, and I'm glad that we could all be there. Yeah, it was fun. All right. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's happening, friends? We are back. We had two weeks off, which we've never had two weeks off when it's not Christmas in the history of the show and over however long we've been doing this. But something big happened, which you may have seen. The Garth Brooks show is canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, By the way, morning, studio. Morning. Uh, If you haven't seen on social media, I did get married over the last two weeks and had a wedding. Got married, have a wife. It's a whole thing now. I'm wearing a ring. Eddie walked in this morning. He's like, hey, you're going with the rubber ring right now? I like it. Well, I did have on the fancy ring that was put onto my finger at the ceremony, but it's just hard to get used to. I've never, ever had a ring. Never wore jewelry. Yeah, you don't wear rings. No. <laughs> Period. And so I had it on on the honeymoon. I had it on the whole time. But I just kept playing with it. It felt like, you know how if there's a cut in your mouth and you can't stop but like lick it? <laughs> it just feels big. Or if like you bite it. The ring just felt like, oh, and I almost dropped it in the ocean. It was just a whole thing. So I got home and I'm wearing the red rubber one for now and it works. And I will put on the fancy one. When I do fancy stuff. There you go. So you're going to, yeah, rubber, normal days, fancy, fancy, fancy things. Fancy days. Okay, yeah. that makes Eventually sense. Eventually just going to be rubber. Let's be real. Well, <laughs> no, I think he'll put on Mostly the, it will be rubber. Right. Yeah. But uh, I will put on the fancy one at times. But uh, listen, everybody here, the, all the show was at the wedding. We had a great time. Uh, we can talk about it. I'm sure all throughout the show it was actually, you know, really cool. Um, but why don't we do this? Let's go around the room. Give me one headline about your two weeks off. And then we'll just kind of get into stuff as we go. There's a lot of ways. Listen, everything that anyone wanted to talk about that was sent to me was about the wedding. And I get that. And a lot of listeners want to know. <laughs> we will get there, I promise you. But let's let's check in with everybody. Um, let's go first over to Amy. Amy, what is your headline from your vacation? My headline from vacation is catcation. That's what I was calling my trip. We finally got our cat, which I feel like is a big update because we have been trying to get a cat for, I don't know, eight or nine months ever since last Christmas. So catcation, that's the headline. Eddie, what is your headline from vacation? Oh, mine's easy. Disney is the most magical place on earth. My money magically disappeared in four oh, days. Oh, hey! yeah. <laughs> your kids love it? Loved it. They absolutely loved it. I mean, it was really cool to see them enjoy it. For mom and dad, hard work. 
Was yes. vacation a vacation? Uh, no, but I said that before I left. I was like, this is not for me. This is for them. And that helped tremendously because I wasn't really like, I, I knew that, that was, that's what I was going to expect. Lunchbox, what's the headline from yours? Oh, I turned 40, so I took a trip to Las Vegas, and I spoiled myself rotten. I rented a cabana at the pool, and I show up, and there's a bunch of hotties, and it was the topless pool. What? Oh. Yep. A cabana, though. Anybody catch a cabana? <laughs> cabana. I it was a cabana, <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, there was... I mean, I, it was me and my wife, and we had a cabana, and I mean... Stop calling it a cabana. It's not called a Why cabana. Why does he say everything weird? And let me tell you, it was... Yeah, me and my wife at the topless pool. Pretty incredible. But it, that was an accident, right? Total accident. Had no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we There were topless people around us, too, and it was awkward it was, when we were on the honeymoon. It wasn't awkward for me. I, it was for me. I was like... What I was like, I felt like an eight year old boy. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was awesome. That's <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. All right, Morgan, over to you. What is your headline from from vacation? Well, I took a trip with my boyfriend. We went up to the Northeast for a week, and I visited eight states that I had never been to for the most part. You took a road trip. Yeah, drove all the that's way a, up to the East Coast. That is a that's, that is a long drive. Big and, trip. And you had your dog with you. I had my dog. I had his dog, and yeah, we had a great time. And then Raymundo will check in with you. What is your headline from the two weeks off? Baseball in Bay City with Boomer. So I got to go see my nephew. He's plays sports. Apparently, I haven't seen the kid ever play live, and it was awesome. So I got to see a little bit of his tournament, then I came back home, and I watched it on my phone because now they have streaming services. You can basically just lay in bed and watch your nephew from 2,000 miles away. So I followed them, and they finished top three in the state of Michigan. It was dope, and I felt like I was a great uncle over the vacay. All right, there you go. Uh, I'll do one more. Mike D., what, give me your headline. Honeymoon in the desert. Finally had time to go with my wife and celebrate being married. I think everybody's married now, huh? Except Morgan. Yeah. But pretty much. <laughs> Sounds like she's close to uh, it. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? <laughs> like pretty much we're all married. Uh, mine is I got married. Holy crap. There you go. Also, my uh, Bronco got wrecked. By who? What? Yeah, it's a whole story, too. I don't know this story. I know. It's, it stinks. Hmm. It, it's oh, bad man. news. Bad news. Bad news. That's awful. Yeah, it's awful. I, what made me think about it is we drove the Bronco out as our goodbye on the wedding. You yeah. know, everybody was like, hey, yeah. sparklers. We got in the Bronco. We drove off. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. No, man, I cannot believe in five days, six days, or four days, or three days, whenever you're days. listening to this. Or yesterday. It is going to be 2022. Yeah. And I, currently, you could actually be listening to this on Christmas if you don't have plans. So Merry Christmas. I don't know, but I, I imagine most people are going to be listening to this the day after Christmas. Do you say Merry Christmas after New Year's? No, right? No. No, you say, well, up until Christmas, you say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. What, but what about the the 26th? And then after, you say Happy Holidays. Oh, Happy Holidays. And then as soon as the New Year hits, that those four days, is Happy Holidays. You can do a, a January, uh, December 31st, though, like New Year's Eve, you can do like, hey, Happy New Year. I don't think so. I think it's bad luck. Oh, I you think you say Happy act- New Year at like midnight. Oh, boy. Because that's the whole point when, it, when it's midnight and everybody's like, Happy New Year. Oh, right, that's right. That's right. That's when you all yell it. Okay. So I think I made it up that's bad luck, but I think I've always thought it's bad luck. <laughs> so I always just it say sounds Happy right. Holidays. It sounds right. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, well, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Yes. And seriously, Eddie, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. I'm Tell them you. quickly where they can find you, hear you, all the things. Uh, you can find me. You want my home address? Yeah, your home address. Yeah, yeah, Cell phone number, everything. <laughs> you can find me. <laughs> you can get a random texter, too. At Producer Eddie on all my, oh, right, I like that. <laughs> uh, on all my stuff, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff. 
at producer Eddie. Um, Sore Losers Podcast. Listen to the Sore Losers Podcast. It's me, Lunchbox, and Ray. We talk sports and a bunch of other lifestyle. And that's where you can find me. I will say the Sore Losers somehow showed up in my last one of my previous best bits with uh, Mike D. I think it was last week. Were weekend. we being loud? Yes. Yeah. Even though I had told Ray to be quiet. And you know what he did? He was still loud. He got louder probably. It, it showed up in a different room. And I was like, how is that even possible? Because we yell. We yell a lot. A do. lot of, yes. It's a great podcast. Though. Thank you. You guys should definitely check it out if you don't listen to it because the guys are great. And I know I make them get all emotional and talk about their feelings on my podcast. Oh, yes. But then they get to go on theirs and be like a boy's locker room. It's great. Bunch of bros. Yeah. It's like all the different variations. (laughs) So make sure you listen to that. I am at WebGirlMorgan on all the things on social media. And of course, the Bobby Bone Show at Bobby Bone Show. There's videos from Christmas that Eddie and I worked hard on. And also New Year's videos up there. So make sure you listen to those. And thank you all just for an incredible year of everything that you guys have helped us with from Eddie's Walk to the St. Jude Radiothon to, gosh, I wish I could say, you know, everything, but the Pimp and Joy stuff, you guys have just been wonderful. 2021 is amazing even as we look back on it now. So get excited for the new year. I'm sure fun things are to come. Thank you all again, especially to for listening to this podcast because I couldn't do it without y'all. All right. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas holidays. to you. I hope it's great. Yes. The Bobby Bones Show. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.